Welcome to Delta Green, Impossible Landscapes, brought to you by Black Project Gaming. Get read in at blackprojectgaming.com. I'm Vince, your host and handler for this campaign. Joining me are Brett, as FBI hostage rescue team operator Ira Brewer, also known as Agent Morgan. Cammy as Dr. Jenny Archer, anthropologist and Delta Green friendly. Doug, as FBI Special Agent Mark Hansom, also known as Agent Meshock. And Jack, as FBI Special Agent Cassandra Reese, also known as Agent Madison. Impossible Landscapes is a campaign of wonder, horror, and conspiracy, written by Dennis Dentwiller for Delta Green, the role-playing game. For more information on Delta Green, please visit delta-green.com. This podcast is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Last session, you all decided to check out apartment 10B, which you had found on a receipt uh, in Abigail's name uh, affixed to her wall. It was one of the items that you all had found. Um, and during that time, Mark and Jenny kind of recapped all the re- are their, all their findings from the research they had done on Darabondi, um, Ian DeCraig, and then Charles and Henry Lundin. Uh, you also conducted another quick search of Abigail's apartment where, Mark, you discovered the schematics for the lion and the scribe. Uh, written on that that paper with the initials GBR. Um, and that kind of prompted you to recount some of your experiences with being recruited into Delta Green, uh, specifically with the incident at the uh, fraternity house. Uh, you all had the idea to kind of go to 10B and wait to see if it changed after dark, but it did not. Uh, so you, went, you proceeded to the third floor, and once again, the smoking lounge made itself... Um, available to you and you entered and Mark Rourke actually took you to meet Mr. Castain, the night manager who answered your questions and essentially riddles and shrugs, um, provided some insight, you know, spoke elusively about the superintendent and how he's at a party upstairs and he's always having a party. Um, you all found uh, newspapers of non-existent conflicts, uh, Russo-Germanic pack crumbles, Vienna liberated 1923, strange photos of bombed out cities and battlefields. Nothing really made much sense. Um, you eventually left and you began trying to make your way back to the smoking lounge when you heard a loud gong and you saw a group of silver-robed masked individuals running past the hallway to disappear. Uh, you pursued and then you found a man strapped to a medical table who identified himself as Vega uh, he asked you all to get him out of there, and then he was swallowed into a hole that appeared in the floor. Uh, and at the bottom was a uh, was a pale face staring up at you. And then finally, uh, Cassie, I believe, noticed the crack in the hallway towards the ceiling. She touched it, and you've all found yourselves um, on the stage facing the audience of marionettes, where Mark had the idea to read the play and perform the play, which seemed to have some effect. Uh, by the time the marionettes filed out of the theater, you followed, uh, ended up back on the uh, back where you essentially had started, but you found Mr. Castain there, who informed you that it was time to leave. And that's when he said that Jenny's father sent his regards. Um, no further answers to be had, however. He escorted you all out of the, out of the, the uh, impossible floors above the McAllister building, and you all decided to go on your way. Um, you went to a local bar. Ira snapped, beat the shit out of the patron who was rude to Cassie. Reconvened at the hotel, planned your way ahead. 
Um, the next day you returned to the McAllister building. You found the basement with the boiler room and the workspace that uh, apparently might have been Thomas Matt Wells with three different paintings and a black uh, blank canvas, as well as uh, some canisters of oil. Um, you interviewed uh, Michelle Van Fitz and Lewis Post after that. They seemed surprisingly normal, not entirely what you were expecting. I mean, still eccentric, but nothing like your initial encounters with Thomas Manuel or anybody else. And from there, I think that was it. And I believe, yeah, the decision was made because nobody had, I think you all had come to the realization that nobody had really looked into the building or its ownership too much. Yeah, so, so that's yeah. why we were, yeah. Yep. So with that, what would you all like to do? Uh, do yeah, you Sorry. Oh, I was just going to ask, does anyone remember what time of the day it was? Was it day? It was daytime, if I'm not mistaken, when we were last there. It is daytime now. I would say it's getting to be late, uh, probably early afternoon at this point. Okay. Mark, you were going to say something? Yeah, no, I was going to say, where would would we go to look for um, the information on... Well, I guess we could just go to the art... Um, the name of the people who own it or manage right. it now. Yeah, we could just go to Art Life and then like work our way back from there. Well, the issue is, I believe it's a Saturday. What? Um. Hmm. So you had arrived on a Thursday, which was the tenth of August, nineteen ninety-five. Um. You'd done your thing that evening. Then you then Friday. I believe it's only been two days, right? I want to say it's been three, though. I think we're eight, on day yeah, three. 10th, the 11th. Yeah. We're on day three, yes. Yeah. All right. So that would be, uh, it is August 12th, which is indeed a Saturday. Um, so you are able to find information on Art Life. They're listed in the phone book. They are, um, they're located at 23rd Street and 3rd Avenue East. Uh, but their hours are only Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Do they have like a directory, like a, a list of who's in charge? Uh, they, um, not in the phone book or anything like that. You probably have to go to the property itself. Okay. Well, perhaps we should just go there and then uh, see what we can make out from there. If we're able to even just get in contact with some of them, uh, whether it's here or interview them at their homes, just something that we can start to work from. And Art Life, from what we understand, uh, so the building itself is kind of like the artist's commune. Is Art Life art also like an artist's building, or is it just a, a regular business, from what we know? Uh, from Based on what you know, I, I don't believe anybody's really looked into that too much, like into the company itself. So you could do, you could you take time to do some research if you like. Yeah, because I was yeah. wondering if maybe just through her connections with like the school and like grad school especially the field that she's in since she did a little bit with like art crossing over with anthropology if she might have any connections that either might know more or might even work there okay yeah fair enough roll um actually i won't even make your roll that makes sense so what's your bureaucracy score Ooh, good question uh 40 yeah, I'd say that's good enough. Um, so you're able to find out, especially through some of the folks who work in the art departments in the, in the university, that uh, Art Life is a, um, let me find the information here for you. 
So Art Life is a nonprofit and it purchases property throughout the city and they rent it to professional artists at low cost. Um, and in turn, it's supported by grants from famous artists and artist organizations. Sweet. Okay. I will pass that along. Um, are there any names or numbers that I can potentially gather from my various connections? I will say yes. They, they, uh, your contacts believe that it is run by a woman named Cynthia Lachance. Yeah, we got her name last time. We can look her up in the phone book. Yeah. Uh, would it be possible to uh, contact someone at the Bureau to see if there's any way to get any more, more information, whether it's on Art Life or specifically Cynthia, Cynthia Lachance? Yeah, go for it. Roll, um, in this case, roll bureaucracy. Okay. 29. 29. Yeah, so Art Life, uh, nothing uh, suspicious. There are no records of FBI of the FBI. Excuse me. There are no records of the FBI or any law enforcement organization ever having looked into them. Uh, they do appear to be on the up and up. And uh, same for Cynthia. No, no criminal history or uh, any indication or information of concern with regard to her or the company. Uh, any kind of contact information for her that I'm able to dig up? Yeah, I'd say you're able to find um, find an address for her, no problem. Okay. Uh, so then, um, yeah, because this is the 90s, I wouldn't just be able to call them on my cell phone. Um, I'd say that maybe then we would have had to go to like either a pay phone or uh, go back to the hotel to like get a secure line. Um, I mean, as secure as a hotel line can be. Um, but once I, once I've got that information, uh, I'll present it to the rest. So, uh, I have her address, uh, contact information. We can try and go to the source directly, or we can still scope out art life if we think that's of any value. Actually, I will say this, uh, Cassie, with that, um, with that 29 out of 40, uh, the Bureau does let you know that there is a local law enforcement file uh, for the Lachance family, or at least something related. Um, and if you do decide to dig deeper, um, I'll, you know, I won't make you roll again. Is that something yeah. you would pursue? Yeah, absolutely. So you do find that um, Cynthia Lachance uh, had a brother named Damien Lachance who disappeared and turned up drowned in the Harlem River in April 1948. Um, and she was born nine days after. And she was born on 12 April 1948 in Harlem, New York. Okay. Uh, Ira and Mark, you would recognize the name from the list of Asa Darabondi's uh, victims. Yeah, I was just going to say, oh, yeah. that, that's around the same time. Uh, yeah, I present the, the information to the rest of the gang. So her, yeah, brother, was, her brother was killed by Asa Darabondi... And she was born shortly after? Correct. Okay. Yes, so um, Damien uh, Damien disappeared on 3 April. And she was born on 12 April. I know it's, you know, it's 1948 and records could be spotty at best, but is there anything about an autopsy... Um, if, if you wanted to dig further, let me check here. Yeah, if you wanted to dig further, it would probably take you some more time going through NYPD records. Uh, yeah, then I'll uh, I'll let the party know. Um, 
So you said that this Damien Lachance, he was potentially a victim of this serial killer. I can try and look up some more information on him, see if there's any kind of autopsy report, see if there's any anything that we can use. Uh, it would take me some time, though. Uh, I mean, he was drowned in a in daggone tub, from what I remember. Uh, he was drowned in the Hudson. Yeah, he, his body was found in the Hudson. Oh, yeah, oh. his body was found in the Hudson. I thought Ace and Darabondi drowned people, and maybe just some of them. All right. That was that was his most uh, his last victim was found in the building, uh, where uh, there had been the fire. All right. Well, he had a preference, but perhaps there was other clues that he might have left that uh, that uh, Emmy's back in 48 could have picked up on uh, again it would take me some time to look into it to see if they did uh, if I do though I can I can do this but uh, Mark if you wouldn't mind taking point and maybe going to see Cynthia yourself the rest of you can accompany can accompany him yeah sure I mean uh, we also I mean I'd like to, to make it at some point to check on this uh this hotel brought Alvin. It seems like a black hole. But yeah, let's, uh, well, um, I guess I better ring her up first, right? Uh, let me, let me get that number and I take out the business card and, and I dial Cynthia, Cynthia Lachance. Yeah, and the, uh, the phone rings and eventually a woman picks up. Hello? Hello, is this Cynthia, Cynthia Lachance? Uh, it is. Can I ask who's calling? Yes, uh, Cynthia, this is uh, Agent uh, Mark Hansom of the uh, FBI. Um, we are looking into an incident at one of your buildings. I know it's a little bit unusual calling you here on a weekend like this, but uh, we're from out of town, man. And frankly, we just like to get the heck out of here. Um, you wouldn't mind if we dropped by and talked to you, would you? Um, uh, no, not at all. Uh he said this is about one of our properties well yeah um you know uh this is about uh, the McAllister building ma'am um oh, uh, is this one of your tenants there has, has gone missing yeah that's right okay um yeah I've, I've talked to the, I've talked to the police a couple times but uh I mean uh, yeah I, I have no problem uh, answering whatever questions you have. There's a coffee shop not far from here. Um, would you be okay meeting there? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that'd be fine, man. Uh, yeah, just give me an address. We'll uh, we'll be there in, well, however long it takes. I think it's an address. It'll take you some time to maybe take a cab or take some way up to you. You're breaking up real bad, Vince. How about now? Better. Okay. Um, she said... Uh, <clears throat> Excuse me. She gives you an address for a uh, a coffee shop that's not too far. It'll take you a little bit to you know via either the cab or subway. Um, but yeah, you've got the address and. All right, I'll I'll look it over. I'll uh, I'll show the address to uh, Jenny. Say how long is it going to take us to get there? You think? Twenty minutes. All right. Yeah, well, not far. We'll meet you there in twenty five minutes. All right, ma'am. Oh, okay, great. Thank you. Thanks a lot for doing this. I do appreciate it. Like I say, uh, we just want to put the put the final 
final uh, seal on this case and, and move on. Of course, anything do to help. All right. Is everybody except for Cassie going to join us? Uh, yeah, Ira will come with you. All right. I'm not so, sure what he's going to do, but he's probably not letting Jenny out of his sight anytime soon. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't... Look, I'm going to be honest with you, Ira. I, I know you probably think this, but this is this ain't no coincidence. This woman and her brother and this building. I, I, I'd appreciate having you there. Keep an eye on us, honestly. All right. We're dealing with at least one serial killer in this scenario and a heck of a lot more, frankly. Well, let's go, people. Um, all right. Uh, you going to stay here, Cassie? We'll, we can give you a call. Um, no, I, I, Vince, I'd have to go to the, the police, de- uh, police department, right? Correct. Yep. Okay. Uh, no, I... I have to go to the the precinct. Um, let's. Uh, I can I can meet you at uh, at this coffee shop. Sure. I mean, if if something happens and you're running later or anything, just uh, you know, give me a call on that pager. All right, I'll send you. A, I'll send you a, a, something dropped. Yep. That fucking Craig. Well, thank you for GRC. I still love that. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Um, uh, I'll uh, send you a, a page when I'm done, and uh, we'll see where we're at. All right, then. All right, so uh, Cassie, we'll start with you. Just go ahead and roll either bureaucracy or law. Okay. Uh, I was going to have Ira, uh, like, as we're leaving, Ira's going to pause before um, all of... Or pause when the other two are out of the room and it's just him and uh, Cassie, like just before he shuts the door uh, and turn to her and just go, if you're going to do something, please call me first. What do you mean do something? Go back there. Try and get back on the roof. Uh, She looks down a bit, trying to avoid your eyes. Sorry, there's an airplane going by. (laughs) <laughs> no problem. They both got the window at the airplane. Yeah. Um, she she avoids your eyes a bit, uh, looking down uh, at your chest and then back up at you. I I promise I, I won't. I'm not going to go back unless I'm there with you all. Okay. I won't try and stop you. That's not working. So let me help you. Thank you. Uh, just, uh, uh, just be in touch. He gives a little, a curt little nod, uh, and then leaves. She uh, winces a bit as she smiles at him, uh, not like a big smile, but just a polite one. Um, and then when they all leave, she'll gather up their things, uh, take one last look at the. Uh, she'll pull out the scrapbook of uh, uh, oddity pornography that she collected from the from the smoking lounge. <laughs> And she'll just got to touch it a bit just to make sure that it's real still and then put it back under the pillows and then head to the police department. I had completely forgotten that that was something that we found uh, yeah. in this. 
uh, like in this thing and thought that it was just something that you decided that Cassandra was carrying, like, had oh, yeah, she was carrying her own <laughs> pornography. Just like a part of just a, she's, yeah, she's got a couple of hustler mags under her pillow. It's fine. <laughs> um, all right, so we'll say, um, Cassie, go ahead and roll bureaucracy or law. Okay. And it will likely take you the rest of the day to dig through NYPD records. Ooh, that's fine. Ooh, 58 and 40. Um, but uh, so I will give you 20% since you know where to look and what you're looking for. So that's a 38 out of 40. Ooh, just uh, barely. Yeah. So in this case, it does take you the rest of the day. It's probably going to take you to the evening hours, but you are able to eventually find the, um, the copy of the death investigation for... Uh, Damien Lachance, the autopsy. Uh, it looks like at the time it was ruled as an accidental drowning. Uh, there had been no suspicion or indication of foul play, at least none that the uh, police picked up on. Um, autopsy did determine that the cause of death was drowning and his lungs had been filled with water from the Hudson. So they were all too eager to just chalk it up to um, an accidental drowning and unfortunately the um the decedent being uh, an african-american boy uh, in 1948 new york they were not too concerned with digging any deeper than absolutely necessary and so therefore were more than eager to switch with all the other cases they had to close it out as an accident however in 1950 when uh, asa uh murder book his journal was discovered as well as the body of isabel sauer and the records linking him to dozens of other murders in the city, uh, they did rule that it was likely, uh, however not confirmed, that Damien was another one of his victims. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so there's nothing about, like, anything found at the crime scene, uh, no, like, uh, interesting marks that don't, that wouldn't fit up with just a simple drowning. Right. Yeah. So, um, no signs of physical dra- trauma, at least none that the, um, they cared enough it, to record. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So n- nothing that they could tell, like they didn't take. And also in the 1940s, forensics wasn't exactly what it is today. Yeah. Uh, they, they didn't take any sort of, um, uh, scrapings from the fingernails from underneath the fingernails. They didn't really dig too deeply. Um, they assen- essentially just verified the cause of death. Uh, to support their suspicion, and then closed it. Okay. Um, would it be possible to then, while I'm there, and I know it's, I'm just going to be there all day, um, would it be possible to look more into uh, into some of the residents uh, of the hotel? Uh, not the hotel, of, uh, of the apartment complex. Sure, yeah. That probably wouldn't take as long since we're, we're talking modern for the time records uh so i I won't make you roll what exactly is it you're looking for just anything that might stand out any maybe kind of connective threads any uh like criminal history uh anything that might point to some kind of clue that uh uh, that maybe even something that links them together beyond just their residence just you know so anything that might like catch my attention Sure. Yeah. So there's really, uh, there's really nothing. So they, they don't, there are no, there are no connections to one another or to the building or anything else really. Um, 
apart from the fact that they all live there, uh, you're able to confirm that uh, the vast majority of them do not have criminal records. The only one who does actually is Michelle uh, Van Fitz. She's been picked up a couple times uh, for unlawful assembly, uh, disturbing the peace, you know, for, for various uh, protests she's attended, uh, but nothing out of the ordinary for really any of them. Uh, you know, Lewis Post, you confirm as an artist, you confirm Van Fitz as a, um, as a writer, along with uh, Mr. Caroon, who's uh, an actual published science fiction uh, fantasy author. Uh, Thomas Manuel is an artist. Um, nothing right. else that really yeah. gets out. So I don't mind rolling a, a second time. Uh, but lastly, uh, the last thing I would, w- would want to try and find would be any records on Mark, Roger, Mr. Castain, or even the hotel itself. Uh, the McAllister? Uh, no, uh, the bra- uh, Broad Album. The, the Broad Album? Yeah. Okay. Um, so it, it's going to be getting late, so it's going to either take you, it's probably going to take you the next day to start looking at any of that. Okay. Uh, like I said, I don't mind rolling again, um, but I, like if, if I'm there, I'll just do it while I'm already there. Okay, yeah. So I, if you're willing to spend another couple hours, yeah, go ahead and roll. Um, all right, let me see here. Bureaucracy or search? And you're looking into what again? Uh, into Mark? Into Mark, Roger, Mr. Chastain, Mr. Castain, or and or the Brottleman. Okay, yeah, just go ahead and roll uh, Bureaucracy. Okay. Can I do certs? Uh, no. Ah. Bollocks. Yeah, 70 out of 40. Um, even with a 20%, it'd only take you 50. So um, unfortunately, yeah, uh, it just whether it's just starting to get tired or starting to just kind of lose your focus from having to sift through all of this never-ending amounts of paperwork. You just can't seem to find anything remaining in the New York City um, Police Department's records for any of these subjects. I, I will give you, though, um, you know, uh, let me let me find the information for you. And then, yeah, after this, you can uh, cut back to the others. I don't want to take up yeah. too much time. No problem. Um, let's see. Okay. I will say you were able to find that Mark Armin Rourke went missing in 1933. He was an unmarried door-to-door salesman for the Fuller Brush Company. Uh, and his last known address was the Hotel Broadled in New York, New York, but no street address was given. Okay. So, you, so he was missing in 1933. Uh, got you. Okay. And with that, let's switch over to the rest of our group, Mark, Jenny, and Ira. Hey, Ira, you, you have any um, experience interviewing hostile witnesses? No. Yeah. I mean, I, I I went through all the training and, and, you know, I mean, all the mock-up, you know, interrogations and things like that, but uh, me neither. Uh, if things start to go south, maybe, I was thinking maybe we might want a good cop, bad cop. Uh, Miss Lachance, if you if you know what I mean. Ira like shifts a little uncomfortably, crosses his arms. I'm not much of a talker. I mean, I think basically all I'm asking for you is to be a little bit intimidating. Intimidating if the uh, if the if the situation calls for it. Okay. 
I think you got that down, right? He gives him a smile. Uh, Ira gives him a totally dead flat look. Yeah, I like that. That's perfect. All right. You do that. All right. Jenny, you, you all right with this? Yeah, I think you guys go in before me and I'll hang back and just act like I'm not with you. If things go horribly wrong, <laughs> maybe I will dive in as a friendly face to protect her from the big scary government agency. Something like that. I don't know. Just in case. Huh? That's not a bad idea. You sure you never done the, in, done any police work? No, but I speak with many academics every single day, so. <laughs> oh, that must be hell. Nah, it's all right. All right, then. Um, yeah, good talk. Let's go. Well, you step into the coffee shop, and it's a, a small enough place, a couple of tables and some chairs, and you see a uh, mid to late 40s uh, African-American woman waiting for you, um, kind of absentmindedly rotating the coffee cup in her hands seems to be a little bit nervous. Um, but she looks up, uh, when you enter and there is Miss Cynthia Lachance. Miss, Miss Lachance. Uh, yeah. Are you, um, are you, uh, yeah, I'm Mark. I talked to you on the phone. Shake her hand. Hi. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Th thanks for coming. Uh, these are my colleagues. Um, Ira, He's so big, I, I refer to him in the plural. Uh, Ira crosses his arms. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, you don't mind if we sit down, do you? No, no, please. Well, Missile Chance, um, obviously everybody's really worried uh, about Abigail. Um, and we would... <laughs> We're just uh, scraping any any lead we can to to uh, find out more about her. Miss um, Lachance, can you tell me a little bit more about the McAllister Building? Uh, how long Art Life has been managing it, and and how long you've been in, in charge of that? Uh, of course, absolutely. Um, so, uh, Art Life. Uh, purchased the building in, I think it was, oh, 1966 or 1967. Uh, we purchased it from a uh, holding company in Delaware called the Star Corporation. Uh, nothing uh, and nothing unusual about that. Uh, you know, typically buildings in the city change hands numerous times throughout their their lifetime, I suppose. And uh, in this instance, the Star Corporation had uh, had ownership of the property and we bought it for them. Uh, you know, at the time, Art Life was looking to buy numerous different properties throughout the city and turning into co-ops, you know, so we could uh, rent them to, you know, local artists and, and charge a, uh, a much lower cost than they would probably find elsewhere in, in the city. Uh, and since yeah. then, Art, Art Life has managed the, the property and I've... Uh, I've been a, uh, I've been running the, uh, I've, excuse me, and I've been running Art Life since, well, for years now. Really? Hmm. So, uh, so you, uh, Art Life wasn't involved in, in construction of, of this building. Oh, no, 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 no. This, uh, this building was built, uh, 
far, far before we ever bought it. In fact, I, I don't know too much about its history, but I believe it had to have been early to mid, early 1900s, maybe even 1910s, 1920s. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. It's a, it's an older building. Um, You don't happen to know uh, this Star Corporation. Um, the, you don't happen to know uh, who was involved with that, do you? Oh, no, I don't. I'm afraid that was well before my time. Mm. Do you know anything about um, the, the folks who built this building? Um, folks who designed it? Anything like that? I don't. I'm sorry. You, uh, you ever hear of a man uh, named Vasa uh, Severin Darabondi? No, no, I can't say I have. Does he have something to do with Abigail? Check. Uh, yeah, Darabondi was the the architect, right? He was. Yeah, go ahead and roll. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm definitely going to. Uh, to, 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 this is not insight. It's human. human. Yep. I'm definitely <laughs> going to check that. Go ahead and check my human for a upgrade later. <laughs> Dang gone! I got an eighty-seven. I already got a ninety-eight. We both failed. Yeah. Am I like I'm sitting off to the side, not with them? Would I be close enough to attempt a human or no? Sure, go for it. Nice. Success. Yeah, 42 out of 74. Uh, yeah, so Ira with a 98 out of 12, uh, Mark with an 87 out of 80, and Jenny with a 42 out of 74. Jenny, she is telling the truth. Interesting. She sips her coffee. It was mm. interesting, interesting. She seems intimidated by, you know, being questioned by these agents, although she is put at ease by Mark's overall, like, genial nature, it seems like. Like, she's slowly starting to relax a bit, um, open up a little bit more, but... Um, there is genuine, not necessarily confusion, but just clearly, um, nothing in her body language or in her response, her eye contact, anything indicates deception on her part. Uh, with my 98 out of 12, Ira thinks she's lying and narrows his eyes. Okay. Um, yeah, I... Well, Miss Chance, the reason why I ask is um, it turns out that um, Mr. Darabondi um, was a colorful figure. Did a lot of things here in the city, including designing, uh, well, being the architect who designed the the McAllister building. And it's a a funny thing uh, because... Have you ever been to the building, Missile Chance? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm there pretty frequently. You ever go up on the on the roof? Uh yeah, from time to time. Usually to check on repairs or um, anything else the maintenance folks are working on. You ever go up on the roof after dark? Uh, not typically, no. You never been to the fourth floor? Uh, the building only has. Three floors, if I definitely want to inside check that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Ah, that's yeah. 23 for me out of 80. And a 63 out of 74 for Jenny. No deception indicated. Oh, oh. you got to be kidding me. Interesting. 
How could you not be in on it? Huh. All right. Um, I mean, you understand there are, I mean, our life owns numerous properties throughout the city. This, the, the McAllister building is really just one of, I mean, at this point, probably dozens that we were responsible for. Um, you know, typically we have, we have staff that will check on and service the properties when needed. Uh, but for the most part, I don't spend a great deal of time there. I'm usually at our offices. And if anything, we're looking to actually, um, essentially evict everyone we want to renovate the building uh, hopefully before summer of uh, 1997 really well yeah i mean nobody's paid their rent in more than a month and by the time we hit month two um we're gonna send the bills off to a collection agency and begin the eviction process huh is that i mean that's gotta be Surely that's going to make you suspicious. Everybody in the building stops paying their rent all at once like that. Well, of course it does. That's why I've been there multiple times to try to talk to really anybody. No one speaks to me when that no one answers their door. Yeah. Ma'am, I'm not yep. sure exactly how to bring this up because it's, it's going to sound a little bit strange, but Given uh, the figure of uh, Mr. Darabondi who designed this building, are you aware that you had an older brother? I, yeah, I am. Um, my parents didn't talk about him much, but he uh, died shortly before I was born. Nobody ever told you what happened to him, did you? They? I just that he drowned. Well. The circumstances of his death um, make it highly likely that he was the victim of a serial killer by the name of Asa Severin Darabondi. What? Yep. How, how do you how do you know that? Well, man, it took a lot of hours looking things up and figuring them out, but. That's the most likely to be true. And you're saying that this is the same man who built the McAllister? Yeah. Now, you can imagine that's a heck of a coincidence, man. I, I don't disagree. That's bizarre. You know, there's another building associated with Mr. Darabondi called the Hotel Broad Album. You wouldn't happen to anything, know anything about that now, would you? Uh, no. Uh, the the hotel, the, the what now? Oh, I got a piece of, piece of my notebook, tear off a sheet right on it. Hotel Broad Album, spell it out for her. Push it across the table at her. Uh, no, no, I've never heard of that. I want the human one more time. Go for it. Jenny, too, if you want. Ooh, that's yeah. a nine Ooh. out of 80. Yeah, nine out of 80. Seems like she's telling the truth. Dang, got it. All right. This is so weird. Yeah. Ma'am. Um. Well, I 
I apologize for bringing up uh, maybe some old scars you didn't even know existed, but uh, hell, this one's got me scratching my head just a bit. I mean, does this? Do you think this stare Bondi had something to do with Abigail's disappearance? I mean, what does this have to do with with her? Well, uh, can you tell me a little bit more about? Uh, do you know anything about uh, Miss uh, Miss Wright's uh, art? Specifically, have you ever seen the art she has in her in her apartment? Uh, no, no, I've I've never been in her apartment, and I haven't been in since the police I closed it off. Well, she was making some kind of collage with a lot of, uh, let's call it memorabilia of times past. And, uh, well, the, the items in that collage led us to the link to Darabondi and the, the killings. And we followed up with that and found out about your brother. And with you there... I mean, it, it all seems like a heck of a coincidence, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, I, I suppose. Are you implying that I had something to do with Abigail's disappearance? No, ma'am, I don't believe you did. But I think that you might know something about that disappearance. Maybe not even consciously, but subconsciously what I, um have you have you had, had any of your other buildings um suddenly go dark on you like this one did no never this is the first time I've ever dealt with anything like this oh man well Ira unless you got any other questions Ira gives a very slight shake of his head. Ma'am, I'm sorry to bring all this up. And uh, don't get me get me wrong. I can see you're, you're a little bit shook up by it. I don't blame you. Um, it appears that uh, maybe this was just a big coincidence. I mean, if I knew something, believe me, I would have... I would have given it to you. I would have given it to the police. I mean, I just... Of course I want Abigail found. This is terrible. Well, I thank you for your time, ma'am. Uh, I think that's, that's all the questions I got. Well, you you have my number. I mean, if you think of anything else or you, you need anything, just just call me. Um, I, I, want her, I want her found. I want her home. All right. Um... Get up from the table and uh, I'm going to uh, go to the counter as if uh, paying a bill. I'm going to write something on a piece of paper and uh, I'm going to uh, uh, walk out of the place. And as I do, I want to surreptitiously drop a piece of paper on Jenny's table. Okay. 
Yeah, no problem. On on the piece of paper, it just says, uh, "Can you follow her?" Yeah, I mean, Jenny takes it and she stays seated and just kind of waits to see what Cynthia will do. All um, right. As Ira's walking away from the table, he will stop and turn around. Um, I do have one question. Uh, sure, yeah. Why? Why? Why this? Why offering artists cheaper places to live? Why do you do that? Because I believe in what they do. I've studied art my entire life, and I think the last thing these people need to worry about is the rent being unnecessarily jacked up on them at the drop of a hat because cost of living is rising in the rest of the city and it distracts them from their work. Uh, and just for, for my clarity's sake, did she start this company or did she just work for it? Just works for it. Based on what you all have found. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it started in 66, according to her. So, And the company? What about it? Why do they do it? I assume, like, for whatever any other company does to make money, they get money from grants and donations, and uh, it's just an assumption on my part. But the people that I've spoken to and worked with who are in positions of leadership, they're believers as well. I mean, we're all artists to some extent or another, at least patrons of the art. Eric considers this for a moment, uh, and then gives her a little dip of his head, turns and walks away. Yeah, and after after a little bit, Jenny, if you're if you're watching, she'll get up and toss her coffee cup in the trash and walk out. Yeah, uh, Jenny will um, make note of the direction she's heading. Not get up immediately, but wait, you know, a few seconds. So it's not like, oh, time to go, uh, and then try to, you know, like she has. I guess she doesn't have a cell phone, so she can have her phone out. But she's like carrying her coffee with her. Just kind of looks like she's just walking down the street, but she's she is gonna head in that same direction. Okay, go ahead and roll stealth if you're trying to remain uh, unobserved. Oh boy. <laughs> so uh, when Mark and, and Ira leave, um, I'm going to tell Ira that what I did. And I want Ira and I to hang back nope. even further <laughs> if we can. Oh, okay. Um, so, uh, Jenny, as you eventually... <laughs> Jenny, with an 88 out of 10, <laughs> which is a fumble... Yeah, yeah, yeah. As uh, you wait a little bit, and um, as you get up and you leave, you start trying to go in the same direction she did, and you round a corner, and you end up bumping right into her. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Oh, are uh, are you uh, are you okay? I'm fine. I wasn't paying attention to where I was going. No, no problem. Uh, no problem at all. Wait, do I know you? You look really familiar. Uh, I don't, I don't think so. Wasn't, was it, there was some, there was an art exhibit, I think a few months ago downtown. Uh, roll. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> roll persuade. Okay. Hey. hey. <laughs> Two out of 80. Um, uh, poss- possibly. Uh, I, uh, I'm sorry, I can't place your face, but it, it certainly 
Uh, it's, it's certainly possible. Uh, yeah. Did you need it? Yeah, I think just briefly, I work with the anthropology department at NYU. I think someone introduced us briefly, but uh, my name's Jenny. <laughs> Sorry oh. to bump into you. No, not at all. Uh, uh, Cynthia, it's good to meet you again. Yeah. Sorry again. Uh, please continue on your day. <laughs> uh, of, of course. Uh, good running into you again. Uh, t- have a good day. Yeah, you too. And Jenny hurries on out of there before it goes sour. <laughs> Smooth. Like butter. All right. Um, All right. Well, that was my thought thinking was just that if she like left there and went somewhere and immediately called someone or. Right. Yep. But, if I hadn't fumbled it, it might have worked out, but. It might have worked. <laughs> just, Jenny has not practiced her uh, stealthing abilities very frequently. Well, I just didn't but, think. I didn't think either Ira or I could could credibly like follow her after having just met her, you know? Right, yeah. Maybe not. Uh, you could always roll because um, as busy as the sidewalks get and with some of the skill sets I believe Ira specifically has, yeah. you could blend in. I was going to say, I think Ira is going to try and follow her from a distance. Go for it. For, oh, no. <laughs> Come on. Uh, with an 81 out of 74, um, she doesn't appear to be paying very much attention. She does seem to be shaken still based on just that the very odd interaction she has had, A, with federal law enforcement. Most people go their entire lives without speaking with FBI agents, and here she was just speaking to two of them. And they told her her brother that she thought was drowned was actually murdered by the guy who built her damn building. <laughs> um, she's got a lot on her mind, but uh, eventually you lose sight of her. Um, he'll spend a couple of minutes trying to see if he can uh, pick up, uh, pick her up again, like find her. But when he can't, he'll return to the others. Just shake his head. I, I don't think she. That is the darndest thing I've ever seen. I mean, I don't think she knows a thing. We should look into other properties that Art Life has brought. See if there's a history of yeah evictions. I think we got to look into the company itself. And, um, well, I mean, where would we go? City, the city hall for that? Look up, uh, I mean, they probably have, would have uh, records on evictions and and what properties they, they own. And we could sure. also look up the broad album while they're there. Yeah, where do you go to look up a like the history of a company before the internet is good? You know? I think I think yeah, I think City Hall is as good a place as, as any. Um, so if yeah, if you want to go to City Hall uh, to City Records, go ahead and roll bureaucracy. All right, I can do that, and this will take you the rest of the day. Mm. Ah, seventy-four out of sixty. Yeah. Uh, you dig and you dig and just you can't find much. You are able to find some on Art Life, uh, but from what you can tell, they they do own several properties in the city and the different boroughs, but nothing uh, involving evictions or, or issues with um, their tenants. I mean, essentially what you're able, all you're really able to find without su- starting to subpoena records is, you know, their their license and some of the addresses of the properties they have. Um, but nothing on the Broadlebin. Nothing on the Broadlebin? Like, there's no history of this building existing? 
There is not. Yeah. Well, um, we're at a 60. I am going to, uh, to just write down on a piece of note paper a list of all the the buildings that are owned by Art Life. Actually, and I'll give you a 20% bonus, so with a 54 out of 60. Um, yeah, nothing nothing unusual about Art Life or their ownership of these buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing linking the buildings to Darabondi or being other Darabondi-built properties, but um, you dig, and, and again, uh, you can't find anything on the brothel bin. It is, it is, for all intents and purposes, a black hole, which is very, very unusual. Yeah. Uh, considering you've seen this name on... Uh, everywhere uh, so far and you've seen it mentioned I mean it's in Mark it was in Mark Rourke well you don't know that yet um, you just you can't find a single mention of it anywhere or any indication that it even ever existed hmm. okay alrighty uh, yeah so I've got my list of uh, art art life owned buildings okay yeah where do you where do you go to find find out information about who owns art life i i will i will just tell you uh, the uh, you're able to look into the the um the corporate structure of art life again the names on the business licenses and everything enabling them to do business in, in within new york city um nothing unusual that you can find on anybody who owns the pro- owns the company or works in the company mm, okay well, I guess probably that brings us to the end of the day, right? At this point, yeah. And, and I will say, Cassie, what are you up to at this point? Uh, well, so she's been uh, nose deep in uh, old records and files. I'd say that uh, she probably get lost. She she gets lost in the research, so she does forget to uh, she does forget to page Mark until maybe it's a little bit later in the day. Uh, and she'll just ask where he's at. Yeah, Markle. I mean, so uh, we get a page, and I call back the number. Hey, Cassie, you you find anything? Hi. Um, uh, it's some, but uh, uh, it wasn't great. Uh, I, I did find some information on a on Damien Lachance. Uh, nothing substantial, though. Records at that time were spotty at best, especially for someone from his, uh, his background. Uh, I couldn't find anything, uh, on the brothel bin or, uh, anyone else except for Mark Rourke. Uh, it seems he went missing in 1933. Uh, he was a salesman for a, a company called the Fuller Brush Company and his last known residence was the brothel bin. I gone. I mean, We've been here looking. I'll, I'll keep looking for it. But I, as far as I can tell, there's there ain't any mention of Broadle been anywhere in the city records. That don't make no sense. I, I haven't been able to find anything either, except for people connected to it. I don't know how it's such a, a black spot, especially in a place like New York. I, yeah, granted, many things get built and torn down, but I. Something about this doesn't sit right with me, and I, for obvious reasons, but I don't know where to look if if it doesn't exist. Yeah, well, it's getting late. Um, 
were you able to find anything from Cynthia? Yeah, no. Uh, that's the thing. I mean, she didn't know none of that stuff uh, about the building. I mean, I, I asked her about Darabondi. I asked her about the connection to Darabondi to her brother. I asked her about... I, I guess the only, only thing I, we really got from her was that uh, they're closing... They're planning on closing down the building because nobody's paying their rent. Which kind of makes sense because nobody's living there anymore. They're all living upstairs. Did she say anything about going upstairs after dark? I asked her. She had no clue what I was talking about. And I believed her, too. I believed her. I mean, maybe she's a darn good liar, but I believed her. Do you... Do we want to go meet back up at... uh at the apartment complex or should we just go back to the hotel I can ask Ira what do you think he'll say I think he'll say that he doesn't care as long as uh, I don't I mean, we don't do anything stupid but I think he's amiable uh, um, well, I'll turn around to Ira and, and Jenny say you guys want to meet at the at the McAllister building at the hotel. Ira's going to look expectantly at Jenny. <laughs> the right call. The right call. <laughs> uh, do we need anything from the McAllister building at this point? I mean, it's getting late. The only thing we would do is go upstairs, which are we all ready to do that again? I, th- I think we got a pretty good indication from uh, the night manager that we should stay away. Well, yeah, but a door is a door. Mostly. Not always. <laughs> yeah, mostly. <laughs> I, I see nothing about them doors that make me think that they are doors. We should go back to the hotel and talk about what we're doing here. What we're still yeah. doing. Maybe it's time for us to go back to the hotel and uh, have a call with our handler. What do you guys think? Sound good? Yeah, that's fine. All right. Yeah, I think we should discuss first, but maybe it's time to contact them yet. All right. Well, all right. Cassie, we're all heading back to the hotel. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll meet you there. All right. And yeah, she'll hang up and uh, she'll tidy up whatever she uh, pulled out as, as best as she can. Uh, and she'll head back to the to the hotel. All right. Well, when we go back to the hotel, um, Mark is going to go back to his room to uh, freshen up a little bit, wash his face with cold water, uh, loosen his tie, um, and he's going to uh, call Sharon, his girlfriend. Okay. And I'll say this time she does pick up. Sharon, Sharon, hey, baby, how you doing? Hi, hey, Mark. I'm, uh, I was wondering, I was going to hear from you. Yeah, well, I, I called you last night. You must have had a big night out with, with the girls, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, just uh, trying to stay sane. Well, it's Friday, I know. College can be crazy. 
Yeah, yeah. How are how are you? How are things in how are things in New York? Hey, oh, I don't know. I think you know. I mean, this has been a heck of a case, darling. I I hope I don't ever have one of these again. I'll tell you the truth. Um, but in spite of all that, all that's been going on, I, I just feel like we've hit the wall, but Hey, baby, I just, you know, I feel kind of bad. We haven't done, uh, we haven't done one of our devotionals in like three, four days. Do you, you got the book? I do. Yeah. So, uh, Mark is going to open up his copy of Daily Devotional for Unmarried Couples. And assuming Sharon is opening her side on the, uh, on the other side, she says, all right, what, what is it? August the 12th? Yeah, uh, August 12th. All right, honey. Um, here we go. Uh, I'll read it if you don't mind. It says, Lord Jesus, uh, because you know all things, I can rest safely in the knowledge that I don't have to know everything. Oh, now look at that. Like it. Maybe Those... that's the answer, honey. Maybe I don't have to know everything. Well, you know, you just have to have, to have faith and trust in him. I do, honey. You and Jesus and my family and well, that's enough for me. Me too, sweepy. I'm like with fish. All right. Well, I, I gotta, I gotta get be going. But uh, I will. Uh, I'll try to call you tomorrow. All right. Sounds good, baby. I'll, I'll I'll wait for your call. All right. Don't be staying out all night with those girls. You know. I'll try not to. You know how you know how persistent they can be. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. Alright. Well, listen to me. I don't want to say goodbye. Alright. Goodbye. Bye, honey. Bye. After waiting about 20 seconds, Mark will hang up the phone. Alright. Alright, go back to the um to our room. I guess Cassie's room, because that's where, where we always go. Yeah, what's everybody else doing in this time? Uh, we'll start with Ira. Do you do anything when you get back to the hotel? Um, God, what does Ira do when no one's around? <laughs> Stare at the wall. <laughs> he, says, it's like, he just stands uh, like right up to a wall, uh, staring at it and not moving or saying it. He, he's like that um, congressman in Parks and Rec. He just sits in the office and just stares at the wall, basically. Yeah. Terrific. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think he's just going to, like, he's going to wait for everybody else to kind of get their stuff together. He doesn't have anything that he really, um, needs to do. Um, uh, if he doesn't have any messages from anybody or anything, he'll just kind of wait. Okay. How about you, Jenny? Uh, I think she's going to, uh, run down to the corner store and get some more cheap beer for everyone. <laughs> Seem to be good team bonding like last time, and then she'll come Absolutely. back. Yeah, Cassie, anything uh, special? Um, I didn't call 
Brad today, did I? You d- I, I did, don't believe not this I know day. I called him last night. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so knowing it's getting later, uh, but also recognizing the time difference and knowing that he has to work soon, uh, she's going to try and give him a call. And he'll pick up. Hello? Hey, hey, Brad, it's, uh, it's me. Hey, hey, baby, how's you doing? Uh, just, it's been, uh, stress on stress, honestly. Um, just a lot of, uh, a lot of weirdness, a lot of weird loose ends, and I'm trying to work with this team, and I don't know them. Not like, not like I know the the LA office and so it's just getting used to all of that and trying to figure out how all these things tie to each other it's, it's making my head hurt well I mean how long how much longer do you think they're gonna keep you out there I I, I can't honestly say I don't know I, I, I I'm trying to get out of here as fast as I can but it's it's just gonna take time well, I mean, he can't do anything more than... What, what am I trying to say? Um, well, I mean, as long as you've done everything you can, you know, if there's loose, there's always going to be loose ends, you know? What is it your instructor's always told you? Or you always told me closure's a lie? Yeah, yeah, it's feeling... I'm feeling really feeling that right now. I, I'm used to not being able to pick up everything at least not at once, but right now it's like, it's like, there's just like this black hole and the closer I get to it, the the more I feel like I'm, I'm losing the plot. I'm losing the thread on things. Well, you know, just, you know, understand that you're just there to help. And after a certain point, you're going to have to go back home and it is going to be their problem. You know, don't, lose yourself in it not when it's you know it's ultimately somebody else's case it's ultimately somebody else's issue to deal with you know you went out there to help you did your best you know after a certain point you gotta let them worry about it Brad I'm um, uh, and he can tell that she's she wants to say something but uh, is holding back and she takes a moment. Um, hey, I know you have to go to work, so uh, listen. Don't worry about me. I, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll call you tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, you, you sure? I mean, there's nothing else you want to talk about. I. There's something really scary about this case, and it's getting to me, and I. If I had any control in the matter, I would not be here anymore. I'd, I'd come back home as soon as possible. I'd... Well, hey, listen, I've got some time saved up. I know you do. Why don't we why don't we take some time when you get back and we head up north for a weekend, a few days. Shit, a week. We'll rent a cabin or something. Just kind of go off the grid a bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, love, I would love that, actually. Um, What's yeah. a date? <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Uh, I, let me get. Let me. Let me go. Let me let you go. I, I have to go do a briefing with them. Uh, I love you. And thank love you, you too for talking me down. That's what I'm here for. All right. Uh, have a good night. Be safe.
Me too, baby. Good night. Good night. And she'll uh, hang up the phone. And as she waits on the others, uh, just in this compulsion, she goes back over to the table where all of the evidence has been laid out and goes over it one more time with just tracing everything with her fingers, trying to see if anything opens up to her before going. And in this almost ritualistic way, she pulls out the book again from underneath the pillows and just starts to go through it to see if she sees anything that might just signal something, something that might just open up something that she's missing. You go through the photos again, just almost obsessively kind of pouring over every detail, every sordid, perverse detail, hoping that something jumps out at you and, and cracks this thing open and begins to fill in that black hole, that gap of information. And there's nothing. Just more and more depravity and more and more questions. Yeah. Uh, I'd say by the time they get there, uh, like she's well deep closest to the like almost three fourths of the way through the book seeing the most like the progression of depravity and perversity and uh, when she hears someone knocking at the door she'll snap out of it and stuff the, the book back underneath the pillows yeah we'll say the others join you uh, come in come in it's unlocked Jenny will come in and set the beer down and grab one for herself help yourself thank you and uh, she'll get up and uh, grab another one and sit back down where she was on the bed. Yeah, Ira will grab one too and then go and uh, lean against the wall. Yeah, Mark uh, gets a plastic cup again and fills it with water from the tap. Sits down on uh, one of the chairs next to the desk. Ira, you don't have to stand. You can. Uh, there's another chair, or you can sit on the bed. I'm not gonna bite I know okay uh, where, do, where do we go from here home I think that's I it mean, I think we gotta call our handler and tell him what we found and I think what we want to write up of all this what have we found though I mean what have we found what do we tell them I mean, there's something going on here, and, uh, I mean, darned if I know how to stop it or what to do about it. But we, could we... Still, we could still burn the building down. I, honestly, at this point, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the building built itself back up or something. I mean, you said that Cynthia had gone up to the roof after dark and she didn't find anything, right? Yeah, she... She didn't see see nothing is what she so, said. So if she saw nothing and you believed her, I'm sure that maybe other people have been up there and haven't seen anything. And what oh, wait, wait, just... wait, wait. No, she. Did, I didn't say she'd gone up after dark and not seen nothing. She said she hadn't been up there after dark. Oh. Right? Yeah. I were, you were there. That's what she Co- said, wasn't Correct. Okay, yeah. sorry. I, I misunderstood. Sorry, yeah. I, but but she, I mean, she apparently don't know nothing. I mean, the only thing I see at this point, the only action I feel like we can take, other than burning the building down, which I don't think will work, the only only thing action I see we can take is do something to 
convince Art Life to leave that building alone. Right? I mean, because it sounds like they're going to send people in there to renovate, and who knows what the heck that's going to do. Yeah, if they're going to renovate, they'd have to evict. Uh, I mean, if, if what you're saying, you know, if they're trying to completely overhaul the building, I, I can't see them letting them stay. They are planning to evict, yes. Yeah, they're, they're going to evict them, but then they're going to send workmen in there. Some of them are going to be work late, and some of them are going to go up to the building, top of the, to the rooftop, drink a beer or something. This is going to sound very, very insane of me. But before we, before we contact the handler and before we let them over in the house, before we decide to burn the apartment down, I think that this is so stupid to me, um, but I think that we need to go back and I need, I think we need to go back with intent, with a singular purpose we need to... Jenny, you said that there was an invite to some... What was it, a ball, a concert? Uh, Yeah, some kind of party was going on. Is what the night manager said. But he also told us not to come back. Well, maybe, he, maybe he's hiding something. And maybe he's hiding the thing that we need to know. And if we go back and we try to curate the experience as best as we can maybe we can break through and maybe we can this isn't some shared hallucination on our part we've all experienced this and I think that maybe the only way out is through I hate myself for saying that right now it sounds like your suggestion we, we go back there and just like succumb to that place I mean, we've met people in there who succumbed to that place, and none of that looked good. Yes, but there are people who come and go. I mean, what was it, Roger? Uh, he he still resides in the building, and he just comes up. Uh, uh, I don't want to end up... Ira? Keep looking at this like a puzzle to be solved. It's not it's a problem to be dealt with. It's different. I just... If it's a problem to be dealt with, we don't understand how to deal with it. You say we burn it down. What if that does nothing? If we don't understand the problem we're trying to solve, we can't properly solve it. You keep going in. You keep going up there, you're not going to come back. Eventually, you're not going to come back. Nothing nothing that we learned so far makes me think that we learned anything about that place other than it's weird. And going there hasn't done anything to help that. I know we don't know whether or not burning the building down is going to do anything, but we don't know that it's not. And if the building rebuilds itself, then we're back at the place that we were when we started. And if it doesn't, then the problem is solved. And the only way we know how to solve it. While you're talking, she actually starts to get up. She puts her beer on the, uh, the nightstand and she starts to go through the, some of the, uh, the evidence. And uh, she starts to rifle through and she actually pulls out the, uh, the little map that she found. 
Okay. Uh, what? What if? What if that place is the bridal bin? Doesn't matter. I, maybe it doesn't. Maybe it does. But everything just, we we know tells us that nothing good happened to anybody who went to the brothel. You're letting, you're letting that place drive you insane. That's another way you're talking. Jenny, do you have anything to say about this? I am I alone here? Yeah, I think Jenny during this conversation has kind of been sitting to the side, kind of uh, looking down at her beer, almost in comp- uh, contemplation. So when you say her name, she kind of looks up and snaps out of whatever she was say- uh, thinking about. But I mean, uh, look, I don't talk about this much, but you guys know that I, I saw my dad in there. And, you know, the night manager said he sends his regards, whatever that means. But in 1978, he went missing after he tried to burn down our home. And I'm sorry, but the solution of burning the place down and fingers crossed hoping it works just sounds a little too similar for me to be hopeful. Because he ended up there all the same. How do you know that that's not just another lie? What do you mean? That he's there. Because I saw him. When I went by myself, like an idiot, I saw him. We saw a lot of things in there. How many of them do you think are actually real? I think a lot of it is real, and that's what's unsettling. Cassandra pulls out the book from under the pillow, puts it in her lap, and taps on it. I think Jenny's right. I think that... I think we're thinking of this as some kind of... Something that's ethereal when it's in fact very corporeal. When it, when it, when it does exist. And I think that... I mean, look, I was able to pull this out. Alright. I think that there's a chance for us to, if not find Abigail, to at least... I don't know, to, to... And she looks over at Jenny. I don't know, maybe find your father or at least find the... find something that... I know that... I know that closure is a lie, but that doesn't mean we can't get as close to it as we can. It's not a lie, it's a mirage. You can see it, but it's always on the horizon. You're never going to get there. You're not going to listen to me. Ira, have you seen anything there that is familiar to you? That's none of your business. I'm going to human check that. Go for it. Oh, same. Yeah, same. A little bit too defensive there. Pull the trigger. Oh, dang. Just didn't make it. Yeah, 78 out of 74 for Jenny and a 5 out of 67 for Jack. Uh, Ira, do you want to roll a competing roll? Uh, what would be the competing roll? I'd say probably Persuade. Persuade is like is is <laughs> the, the 5e deception and Persuade kind of rolled into one. Gotcha. Uh, ooh, hoo-hoo. Hope you like the taste of victory, Jack. Oh, hey! Oh, that's a good oh, Wow. That is a critical success with an 11 out of 20. 
Ira, stone-faced, flat affect. Defensive, yes, but nothing there for you to grasp onto. No thread for you to pull. And since it's a critical, he's convinced you that it's none of your business. <laughs> oh yeah, no, totally. Yeah, you, he, yeah. His his point that you do not want to push. Oh my god, you're right. It is none of my business. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's uh, a big mistake. Oh, the yeah. flight home <laughs> right now. Yeah. yeah, you know, let's not go. No, uh, Cassandra looks at him, and they have this moment where they lock eyes, and she sees the. Uh, the intensity and the sincerity in his eyes and also this like what she's seen a little bit before when he was like dealing with uh, the other tenants in the the apartment uh, that almost uh, that killer's glare uh, and she shudders a bit and uh, inches back and turns away back to Jenny. You want to make it clear like even though he's being very stone-faced with you he wouldn't be like glaring at you or implying physical violence towards you. No, no, no. I don't, I don't think he is. But I think that there's just a passive yeah. effect that he probably has, uh, unless I'm mistaken. Like he just uh, yeah, and, and that um, sort of like bristling that happens when you ask him that question uh, kind of almost immediately goes away. Uh, and then he'll go, I spent my... I spent the entire time that we were in there not looking at things. I feel like I might have seen something, but I didn't look at it, and I'm not going to now. It's a bad idea, and I know you're not going to listen to me, but I really am just trying to help you. Please, don't go back there. I know that you're being serious and sincere and that you want to help us that place knows things about us and she points over at Jenny there are these things these holes in our in our memories in our minds in our dreams in our lives that this place could have have answers to and those Jenny what answer are you looking for exactly Cassandra Something to this case or something personal? Personal? Uh, you've seen them, the, the, the robed figures, the silver robes and the, the masks. And I've, 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 I've found them. They've found me outside of this place, all the way out in Los Angeles. This isn't just some coincidence. I can't believe that it is. What did they want from you? They didn't want anything. I, they they were painting this mural, and as I approached them, they turned, and I there was some kind of muttering, whispering uh, in my head, and then everything went dark, and then I was there. I woke up. Someone woke me up, and it had been... I don't know how much time had passed, but they were long gone. And the point is, is that... <laughs> It's, it's either followed me or it's brought me here. And I'm not going to be able to just go home knowing that A, this thing is lurking and B, that this thing is lurking and following me. Mark, what did you see? Did you see something personal in there? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, those drawings for those machines, that's 
That's something I've seen before. Did not end well. I just want to stress that for the people who messed around with those machines. What if they're in there? So, do you think that it's more likely that three of the four of us had things that followed us into that space? Or that the people who were really looking... I don't know. I think maybe that place is not only a mirage, but a mirror. Reflects things from inside you, back at you. That's why all of you saw personal things there. Not because there's an answer there. It's just trying to draw you in. If you want to know what my experience has been in the past, I'll tell you. But not for nothing. What do you want in return? I want you to promise me not to go back there. Cassie, like... Cassie wrings her hands a bit and turns back to see what Jenny and Mark are... how they're uh, reacting to that. Jenny looks uncertain. She's not convinced either way right now. Yeah, I I think Mark is... um, doesn't think that going to the fourth floor is going to help us solve this. And by the way, when Ira says don't go back there, I'm assuming he means the fourth floor. I mean, he's he's still advocating for burning down the building, which would be going back there too. But. Oh yeah, he means the fourth floor for sure. Right, right, right. That, that, we're on the same page. So, look, y'all, there's one thing we were t- told when we first got into that building that we were supposed to do, and we haven't done much of it, and that's to look on, at the stuff on the wall. I've, I've been doing that every day but, that we've been here. Well, I, yeah, but there's, look through. there's four of us, and I think if all of us were to concentrate on that for a couple of days, we might mm-hmm. find something. But right now, I don't think going up into them halls is going to give us answers. I think it's just going to give us more questions. Well, it sounds like we only have three of us to look at it because Ira is refusing to. So, Ira, how about this? If you help us look through the the apartment, at least, I'm not going to bother you anymore about what your past may or may not be unless you unless you're willing to be forthcoming with it. I'm not going to press you about that, but if you want us to get through this we we have to go through the that apartment and we need all eyes and hands on deck. Not looking through those papers. Then I can't promise I'm not going back up there then. Okay. Cassie takes a sip of her beer, looks out the window away from him. Well, are, are we going to go up there tomorrow then? We should call the handler. Tonight? See, see how they want us to proceed. Let's wait. Let's call them tomorrow. Let's just do one more day of, of going through all of that stuff in her building, in her apartment. And if we don't turn up anything useful after that, we'll call them. Well, now, see, that I don't get that. 
Cassie, frankly, I mean, I have never called my boss and have him say, gee, I wish you wouldn't call me. You know? I think we should. I'm confused. I, I just want to give us a day to look through things on our own. But... Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm saying we just call them and tell them this is what we found and it ain't much and we don't expect to find, find more, but we're going to look a little bit more. I'm sorry. I, I just tried to present to present my higher-ups with uh, more complete pieces. Uh, but if you all want to call, make the call. I'm not going to stop you. Sounds so, like we're divided on everything. I don't know, Mark. You and me seem to be fairly united. Don't get me wrong. I really want to know what's going on in there. I just... Well, I read something tonight that makes me think that Maybe not knowing is better sometimes. I believe that to be true, yeah. Do you believe, though, that even when we leave this, even when we burn the building down, that we're just going to be free of all of this? Of course we are. Hell, what do you think? This is going to follow us around for the rest of our life? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, in 20 years from now. Well, I'll be living on a beach somewhere. We'll never yeah. see you yet. Yeah. Retirement would be great. In exactly 20 years. <laughs> and and just to be clear, I am not voting for burning down the building. I think that's fool's errand. But anyway. I don't, I don't think that we just leave this. I don't think we just leave this behind. We've seen things that we've we don't have any comprehension of. That's just not going to that's just not going to stay there. That's just not going we're not gonna leave there and it and be free of it. It's it's on us, it's in us. Make your own chains, Cassie. You don't have to make this one of them. Look, all of us got a lot of sin in our life. And sometimes it's hard to get over that. It is. But if you can take that sin and bundle it up and give it off to somebody else. A higher power? You're good. Jenny gives Mark a long look. <laughs> I was going to say, Ira side-eyes him and takes a step away. If you take that sin and bundle it up and push it, <laughs> real deep. Give it up to baby Jesus. <laughs> it just goes away. <laughs> he looks around and he sees you guys looking at him skeptically. He goes, that's how it works. They explained it to me a long time ago. Something tells me that that your gods never touched that place. No, that place belongs to the devil, I'm sure of it. Like I said, call if you feel like that's the best option. I, I admit that maybe my judgment is a little skewed right now. And, you know, part of me wants to just wrap this up. Part of you just does want to burn that place to the ground and just run and hope that it's it will stay ashes that, that the foundation will just be the only thing that's left well alright there's three of us who uh, technically work for the, well no that's not fair Jenny we should include you on this too the handler did what do you think right now it's two to one should we call him or not should we call your boss you're asking me no no well 
Same guy who put us in touch with you. I mean, he's not technically our boss, is he? He's all of our bosses right now. I guess. Yes. Um, I mean, I usually talk to my boss when I get stuck on something, but I don't know if academics work the same as whatever the hell it is that you guys work for. Let's just see what he has to say. So is that a yes? Jimmy? She just kind of like puts her hands up kind of like I wash my hands of this. I don't know. <laughs> like, Alright then. It's two, your, one. So you guys figure it out. <laughs> Heck I was gonna I was one gonna conclude you begin with but then I thought no. Anyways. Yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate it but should I leave the room? Are there things that are going to be said that I should not know? What's the, my Marcus is the one who gave you. Should I use his name? Oh, I don't think that's his real name anyway. I think it's an alias, like we all have. Yeah, aliases. all right. Did Marcus? I mean, who contacted you, Jenny? I would assume it was Marcus. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was him, but, you know, I also didn't realize this is. He told me it was a missing persons case that I was going to help consult on. I knew it would probably be a little weird, but you guys came in knowing way more than I do. So I don't know. Your call. If I can stay in the I'm happy to stay in the room. If I need to leave, tell me to leave. You stay here, Jenny. It's fine. We, at this point, we all know about the same uh, as the rest of us. So I, just stay here. Will do. She takes a drink of her beer. <laughs> All right, so we have a n- number for Marcus, right? You do, a pager, yep. All right, so call up the pager and wait for him to call back. About 20 minutes later, he does. Um, before uh, the phone call comes, uh, who wants to who wants to talk to him? Well, you did, apparently, so All right. well, you should be the voice of it. I'll do it, yeah. I mean, Ira, I assume you sign with me talking. That's what you want, yeah. All right. Oh, that's fine. I mean, I'm just going to... I got my notes right here. I'm just going to tell them what's, what we know. So when the phone rings, uh, Mark will, uh, will uh, answer the phone and say, uh, is that you? Yeah, that's Marcus. All right. This is uh, me, Chef, here. <laughs> There's a... Heck of a lot of bad things going on in that building, and ain't none of them make sense. What's the situation? Well, we've talked to some people. Um, there's like upstairs where what should be the roof is like a whole nother place. It's like I don't know, one of them extra dimensions or whatever. And there's a, there's a whole nother building uh, when you go up there. And there's creepy people. Some of them are mildly fr- friendly, but still creepy. And and there's weird ghosts walking around. And arms coming out of doors and putting boxes on the floor. Look, so it's all crazy. Sorry? 
You've confirmed it's a threat. Darn right, it's a threat. What's your plan? Well, we're a bit divided on that. Some folks want to burn it down. Uh, I personally don't think that'll do much because it ain't real to begin with. They'll just build another building there and the threat will remain. Do you know that for sure? Nope. I do not. Any understanding of how this thing operates, the mechanics of it? Anybody have any ideas how this thing works? Only thing we know... Sorry? The floors only appear at night. That's right. We do know that the floors only appear at night. And I think only by invitation. Um, yeah. That's the weird thing. Like, some people are just there temporary. And some people are there permanent. And... There seems to be... Maybe you have to be invited to to be up there. I mean, I think it... I think it preys on how how much you lo- of your mind you've lost. Well, Maybe like that. We don't go back up there, if that's the case. He says don't go back up there, guys. Uh, Mark gives you all a wink. <laughs> right, so... so what, are you th- what are the discussions taking place, then? What are you all planning? Or what are you all... What options are you all discussing? Well, funny enough, we are discussing going back up there because maybe we can save some of the people who are up there. Oh, that's the other thing. Uh, I I expected this to be a lot more organized when I, when I sat down to tell you all this stuff. I got my notes right here. I don't know why I don't just go off those. But uh, another thing is, um, well, some of the stuff up there, it's personal. Personal how? Like family members, things we've seen before, Mark. don't make no sense. Yeah, Ira gives you a very slight shake of his head. So it's so we've identified that it's a threat. And there's no. I'm guessing there's no sign of Abigail. They say she's moved in with the salesman. That's all they ever call him. And she never comes down. Is Morgan there? Morgan. Um, Agent Morgan. Yeah. Which one's Morgan? Ira. Ira. Um, yeah, yeah. You want to talk to him? Yeah, let me talk to him. All right. He wants to talk to you. He has a phone to Ira. Ira takes it. Yes. They say you're a fixer. Is that about the long and short of it? Yes. What's your take on the situation? Burn it. Do you have enough to determine that it is a threat? Yes. Can you do it? Yes. Get it done. Then we'll hang up. Uh, Ira hands the phone back to you, Mark. And there's just a dial tone. Yep. Um, Mark hangs it back up. What'd he say? Burn the building. Yeah. 
What? I thought that was the direction he was going. Yeah. Well, we gotta get the, we gotta get Michelle and and uh, Lewis. Yeah, Michelle and Lewis out of there, right? Word of advice, Mark. Yeah. Don't ever tell them these things. Have a connection to you personally. Don't do that again. Hmm. Why? Why do you think? So when do we do this? As soon as possible. Where do we do it? <laughs> huh? Do we start from the bottom or do we go up to the to the night floors? Do we start the fire there? I mean, fire burns up, don't it? Well, I, I ask because uh, maybe there's some way of salvaging this, and I don't know. What's your skill in demolitions, Ira? 100. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me check. 40, like it right? should be 49. <laughs> it's pretty close to 100, right? No, no it's 40. <laughs> uh, yeah, 40. Um so Ira with a 40 in demolitions um, just your understanding of ballistics and how things work fire may not be the best bet um, especially it being like an, an old sturdy brick building mm-hmm. um, blowing it up should work Ira pulls out all the bricks of C4 he keeps on him at all times <laughs> plays them on a neat row I thought that was just Play-Doh some of it is Okay. One of them shaped like a little man. Uh, <laughs> little Gus Ira, that blows up. Yeah, Ira gives you a little. Oh, oh Gus. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's wearing a cowboy hat. Um, okay. Uh, would I know how to get stuff like that? Like how to manufacture it? Well, uh, you do know that there's a boiler in the basement. Perfect. We'll use the boiler. Okay. Um, I don't know if this is a concern or if it's just collateral, but what about the residents in there when we blow it up? We need to find a way to remove them. And if we can't... If we can't, they're just collateral then. Is that it? If we can't, we can't. But we should find a way to remove them. We can try and detain them. Uh, it won't be lawful, but... Can you just act like you're taking them all in for interviews? Not detaining, but just like, hey, we need to ask more questions. Come with us down to... I think someone like a like Van Fitz won't be... Uh, she's not going to be so willing to do that. Uh, I think it would, it would require force to even get her out of her apartment. Mark's pretty persuasive. He can try. And, I mean, we can always... We can always use force. I mean, just tell her she's under arrest. That's what I mean, just detain her. Yeah. Although, we arrest her, leave the building, and it blows up. That looks a little bit suspicious. Looks suspicious doesn't really matter. It matters if they can prove something. They won't be able to. 
Right. Well, <sighs> I mean, what if we had something that, uh, some piece of evidence we said we could that uh, linked her to Abigail's disappearance, and that's that way. You know, when they say why did we arrest her, we at least got something. Point to a piece of evidence that was left in the building. There won't be any building left to corroborate it. We found a note in Abigail's apartment. Correct. And we weren't able to remove the note without destroying it because it was part of the collage. Let's just try to talk to her first, and if need be, we'll just... Something tells me that if we're just going to blow this apartment complex up, uh, we're probably not going to need to stay around. uh, Or we're not going to want to stick around much longer after that. The goal is just to get her out. I don't think the goal is to try and make sure that we do it lawfully. No. Same with the other residents. What do we do, though, about someone like Roger, who's been able to come back and forth? What if he's up there? He ain't gonna leave. But he's not one of those things. He's, He's able to come and go. Are you... Are you just going to let him burn? It's better for him if he doesn't come back. Then we do it. Well, we can go and try and talk to him. No. 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 If he's it's, in better, his own, it's better if he's for in his, him if he doesn't come back. If he's in his own apartment, we should at least try. Oh, yeah. Sure. I'm, if not, yeah. then... I think what we're all or at least most of us are agreeing is we don't go back up to the fourth floor. Agreed. Alright. So uh, anybody oh, we, Cassie looks uh, over at Jenny as the two of them are talking back and forth, just kinda giving her a look, seeing what trying to read what she's how she's reacting to this. Ira steps in between them and blocks it. <laughs> uh yeah, I think she's just kind of gone back to checking out from the conversation and is just kind of in her own thoughts at this point. I think she recognizes that you guys have the authority here. This is what's going to happen. And she's trying to figure out where exactly she falls in terms of how she feels about it. Like, she doesn't look like, oh, man, I can't believe we're doing this. But she also doesn't look like, OK, let's do it. Let's get it done. She's like definitely indecisive. Totally out of character right now. I don't think Mark and Jenny know about Thomas Manuel. They don't. Oh, no, they sure as shit don't. Nope. Yeah, so Mark's been talking like he knows about Manuel's not there. He's he's at least forgotten about him. Right. We can chalk it up to him maybe thinking he's as far too far gone. Yeah, or, I mean, yeah, but at some point... I mean, Mark could just bring it up and we can address it. Yeah, <laughs> go for it. Go for it. All right. Well, okay. So, go oh, going on my. Oh, shoot. I completely forgot about Thomas Manuel. We got that guy. He's going to be a tough case. I think we're going to have to drag him out of there kicking and screaming. He's not a problem anymore. Uh, what do you do? Scare him off? Not quite. Something like that. Ira flicks a glance at Cassandra. She a little, more menacing, a little more menacing than usual. 
<laughs> she fires one back, and this one's uh, her eyes are very narrow, um, almost as if like trying to convey that she's not threatened by him in this moment. Uh, she turns back towards uh, Mark, but not looking at him. He, we don't know where he is. He's dead. All right, well, we should bang on his door anyway. He's not going to be there. Did you just say he's dead? I what? Did. He's dead. We don't even know if he's dead. Sounds like someone knows he's dead. Someone may have killed him, but we don't know that he's dead. <laughs> when I went to the apartment after his body was not there, there's no trace of whatever, whatever Ira did to him. It looked like no one had been there. Did he cover it up, Ira? Didn't need to. I mean, Ira, you, you told us that you killed him. You'd tell us if you covered it up, but... Didn't need to. The point is, is that he didn't cover it up because he felt like he didn't need to, and when I went back, there was no body, there was no blood, there was nothing. That's not actually what happened. Me and you went back together to cover it up. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. I thought I you did. I, I thought I went first, and then you went in. Okay, no, sorry. sorry, I retract that. No, uh, we went together. I would talk to you about it and everything. He brought yeah. you with. Me. So uh, I'll retract that. Roll it back. What's, you said the point is. The point is, is that Ira did what he did, and when he brought me there to help clean up his mess, there was no mess to clean up. There was no body to take care of. It looked like no one had been there. Cassandra, I know that you're upset, but do we have a problem? The problem is that we think that the fire is going to just, or that the explosion is just going to take care of all of this, and it doesn't sit right with me. And I, and I'm sure it's, I'm sure this is the right thing to do. I'm sure that, I'm sure that just blowing this up and forgetting about it is going to solve all our problems and we can go back to our lives and everything's going to be peachy fucking keen, but it's not. What's How did Jenny react when she heard that Ira killed Manuel? Yeah, so at first, you know, she was like, what the hell? Uh, uh, at this, yeah, I mean, I feel like she just keeps checking further and further out of this conversation uh, it's just clear that things have happened and are going to happen and ultimately her opinion is just as a civilian and an advisor and not in a any sort of official jurisdiction point of view. I think she's just checking out of the conversation. You know, that's yeah. a good that's a good point. Um, you know, you're a civilian you, you you definitely don't have any sort of like law enforcement or military experience and now you're in this room with people talking about murders and cover-ups and blowing up buildings where people yeah, still just very them. nonchalantly too so she's yeah. like where am i <laughs> so you she's know, like checking out <laughs> go ahead and roll sand for me <laughs> you're gonna yes. make me for you <laughs> yeah oh no okay Ooh, 84 out of 57 uh i'll, I'll say you lose one that's what my breaking point is. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, perfect. Yes. yes. You broke her. <laughs> All right. Do you... Don't break, guys. Was the one talking shit? 
So I would say fight probably is not necessarily appropriate in this situation. Do no. you f- flee the room or do you just freeze? Oh, that's a good question. I think she... Whether... Okay, I think she, there's going to come a point where she just checks out so far uh, and she realizes it's late. I don't know what's going on. This is crazy. All of you are bonkers. <laughs> and I think she just... Without saying anything, I don't know if they're still talking about the plan, uh, but at some point she gets up and she grabs her stuff and she walks out the door. Jenny? I... Jenny? I I don't want it to sound like it's in a really, really violent way, but Ira just did say he murdered someone and hasn't talked to you about it yet. So <laughs> he is for sure going to try and stop you. Uh, like if, and he's, I, I think, standing pretty close to you. Um, if you get up from the chair, he's going to put his hand on your shoulder and just try and push you back down into the chair. So in that case, I will say roll unarmed, Ira, and then Jenny roll dodge. Okay. Okay, 23 to 33. I do want to say, though, if it doesn't work, he's not going to, like, choke you out or anything. (laughs) Uh, It's, like, very, um, I don't know, like, I don't want to say, like, smooth force, but it's very, like, gentle pressure to get you back down into the chair. That is a critical success. (laughs) Whoa, one! Holy shit! (laughs) Yeah. So, (laughs) Jenny with a 23 to 33, but ira with that one out of 80 yeah he just puts this or this hand on your shoulder and just guides you back down into the chair um and we'll just say you kind of fugue out yeah i think she yeah she tried to flee could not flee so So freezing is now the only option yeah Yeah. so she's checked out for the rest of the evening (laughs) so if you want to sorry i just wanted to say when he's pushing you back down into the chair he is gonna say i'm not gonna hurt you but I need you to stay here. Yeah, there's no response. And yeah, maybe on the break or, or later later this evening, if you uh, want to pick a disorder, let me know what you pick. Yeah, for sure. And reset your breaking point. Uh, seeing this, uh, Cassandra just wants to do like a quick check over, knowing that she's probably in a shit state of shock, but she just wants to see if she's at least stable. She's stable, but yeah, with your first aid, um, she's stable, but she is not quite catatonic, but definitely in shock. It just, uh, something seems like it finally snapped for her. Cassie looks up at Ira very pointedly. Back away from her. She's fine. She's not going anywhere. I'm fine where I am. Back away from her, Ira. No. Did you see how she is right now? She's not going anywhere. Stop. Ira's not touching her anymore, but he's not going anywhere. He'll just give you a flat hug. Yeah, Cassandra just turns away in a, in a bit of a huff and uh, looks back at Mark and tries to get a gauge on what he's feeling right now. I think Mark's pretty upset about all this and surprised. Um, but he's also gone quiet. Ira puts a hand on his shoulder and gently pushes him to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea you were that close to your breaking point. Uh, no, it's we... great. It, it fits. It fits. She's it, it been really through a does. lot. It's great. Yeah. I love when the dice make it. And I like that it, it wasn't like the night floors that did it. It was just these people <laughs> that did it for her. That's right. Spell to green. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> it's not the supernatural shit. It's the fucking people. It's, yeah. The real monsters are us. Yeah. 
and Cthulhu. Look, I I think we should go back and do this tonight. No time like the present. I think we should leave Jenny here and uh, just go do this. Let's let's take her to let's maybe get her another room or somewhere that's just safe for her. I, I don't want her surrounded by the st- surrounded by the what? The cat, apparently. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Mark calls down to the uh, lobby and asks if we can rent another room. Put it on his bill. Yeah. Yeah, we'll say you're able to get a room, no problem. I'm assuming that... I don't know, do you want to stay here, uh, Cammy? Or Yeah, I think, I think that makes the most sense uh, for where she is right now. I think if you just like bring her along in a taxi, she's just going to stand somewhere. <laughs> Let's just drop her off in the night floor, she'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, who knows? So I think, yeah, just get her a room, leave her here, whatever works best, and she'll figure herself out eventually. <laughs> Yeah. Just leave her with Mark, the other Mark. Should be fine. Yeah, there you hey, go. Toots. My good friend. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what's the plan, folks? All uh, right. I, I was going to say, I think um, Mark and, um, and Cassie are, are going to go, uh, if, you know, like round up people. Or arrest them, and uh, also probably knock on all the other doors just to make sure. Does yeah, because there's like only good? like two people in that building. Right. I, I, I just want to knock on them, though, just to be like either safe or to see if anything else is funky in the building. I, I mean, there there could be vagrants in in the rooms. You know, it just makes sense to knock on the doors. Is, is, is everybody? Sound good with that? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. Okay. How do we... Uh, assuming Phil will go with us. Or Phil? No. Paul? Who was the other one? It was uh, Ben Fitz, and who was the other one? Uh, Lewis. Uh, sorry, Lewis and Michelle. Lewis Fit Post and Michelle Van Fitz. Assuming Lewis will go with us, how uh, you know? Maybe we we go go to him first, ask him to wait in the car, and then drag Michelle out. Maybe let's start from the top and work our way down. We we'll just knock on the doors on the third floor, and then by the time we get to the first floor, Ira, I'm sure, will be done doing what he needs to do to set this up and. We'll at least be able to get them out, and that will be that. And so we get them out. We drive away. There's an explosion. We act like we got a call on on our radio or whatever, and we release the two of them, and then get out of town. I mean, if we were, if if we really want to be, if we would, if we want to do this at a different way uh, we could just yeah. get baklava uh, not baklavas uh, balaclavas and do it the way that I'm sure Ira is used to you can kick doors down drag people out leave them on the street then go I'm assuming I'm not 
there for this. I'm assuming I'm like pouring fluids into beakers and, and I don't know, uh, writing math equations or something in the basement. Um, or am I actually there with them? Well, I think we need to make this plan before you, you get to the basement. Yeah, I don't think right? you've all even left. Yeah, we yeah. have left. We, we, we dropped Jenny off at her room and then... So I mean, she, so I would have heard that remark. I would have, yeah. Cassandra, I'm going to ask you this one more time. Do we have a problem? Uh, as, as, no. <laughs> Look, you just seem like the kind of guy who maybe has done this a few times in his life, and I want this to be as quick and as painless as possible. If that means adopting more of a gorilla, a gorilla style and going in with masks and kicking doors down and uh, making this as quick and as painless for them as possible, aside from you know maybe having to drag them out of the building, then yes, I'm fine with doing what you need to be, what you feel like needs to be done. Okay. It's the last time I'm going to ask you that question. How do you guys want to do this? Do you want to try and talk to her? Or do you want to just remove her? We can do it either way. I mean, you saw how she got her back up when we knocked on her door before. What's she going to say when we knock on that door in the middle of the night? True. She ain't coming with us. She's there. If she's there, yeah. Okay. Um, do you know how to restrain someone, Mark, or do you need help? I mean, they drink this all that stuff in the academy. Uh, I don't reckon I'm as good at it as you are, but yeah. Okay, we'll go over some of the basics. Uh, and I roll will kind somebody, of somebody roll intelligence for me. Okay. Yeah, I, um, I guess I could. What's everyone that's until I'm I'm 17, so I don't. I got a 12 out of a 90. Okay, but 35 out of 85. 10 yeah. out of 65. Damn, we're all smarty pants. <laughs> we're all geniuses. Yeah. So here's the thing. What happens if somebody complains? Can tell the judge about you all pulling people out of their apartments. Isn't there only, it's only her. What's her and the other guy. And post. Potentially Karun. Yeah. Well, that's why Cassandra was mentioning the black ops style. It's, you know, drag about and blow it up and leave, you know, uh, less things to tie it to us. Uh, and less chance of them trying to weasel their way out of it. We just use brute force and we go. Okay. So we like kick the door in, Taser them? Were tasers a thing in the nineties? Yeah, not really. Probably, yeah, I was gonna say probably not, right? No, um, they're not. They weren't as widespread. Like, and they they're not incapacitating. Like, it yeah. sucks while you're getting tased, but then once it's over, it's over. Yeah, I, mean, I, we, I, was, I think if we just brandish guns, I think that will be unless they've got weapons of their own, it'll probably be enough. If we need to, we can bring tape and type their mouths shut or something. You know. Yeah, because the tasering, I was I was thinking, like, I thought that was supposed to leave some... It's kind of difficult and stuff to move for, you know, 30 seconds afterwards or something like that. No, so, yeah. Really, not at all. I've been tased, and, uh, yeah, so so your your muscles are uh, essentially contracting and releasing uh, while you're being tased, so you can't really do much. But as soon as it's over and the, the electrical current stops, you're, you, can, you can move. Would I... Oh. Have- 
Would Ira, given his skill set, know of a way to incapacitate people without doing major damage to them in a very efficient and quick manner? Yeah, uh, I mean... Uh, the Vulcan yeah. Finch. Right, so so literally just... Um, uh, uh, choke, just choke him. Uh, choke sleeper him. Hold. Choke him out. Yeah, yeah, sleeper hold him. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of thinking uh, when he was explaining to Mark uh, what it was that he was going to do. He was going to say something like, "Here's where you apply pressure on the neck to cut blood flow to the brain. Um, you should kind of, you know, zip tie their hands behind them in this way. Um, and then also, if somebody looks like they're going to cry out, open palms, strike them in the throat, but not very hard, um, just hard enough to kind of stop them from." Uh, for making noise for a brief moment while you then choke them out. That kind of All thing. accurate. You think it can handle that, Mark? Yeah, I mean, hey, <laughs> what I spend all that time in the academy for after all, right? We should probably stop off at a, at a convenience store or something and get us some, uh, some kind of face coverings, masks, something. I, mean, I have these, and she, uh, she points to the uh, uh, the what, are the what kind of masks are those? The uh, what's the number? Balaclava. No, oh, the, like the surgery. Uh, that's oh, N95s or whatever. Yeah, the, so she mm-hmm. points to the N95s that she brings to to crime scenes. We have those, but we may need more, something a little bit more substantial. Yeah, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna change out of these clothes. I got some I got some casual clothes. I've got a sweatsuit. Yeah. Hey, gone. We're really doing this, aren't we? Yeah. You good? I mean, as long as nobody gets hurt, I think this is the right thing. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I never. I ain't said nothing about it yet because I'm. I'm not sure if there's much point. But well, heck, I gotta. I what you did. With Thomas Manuel was feels like the wrong thing. I know you thought different at the time, but you shouldn't do that again. Not unless you have to. Mark, why do you think they brought me? I want to be Maybe very clear were... about. I want to be very clear about something with the both of you. I'm here to protect you as best as I can, but that's not my only job. And the thing that I'm trying to protect you from the most, or have been trying to protect you from the most, is me. Or other people like me. I'm not the only one. What do you mean, protect us from you? What? Cassandra, you're very smart. I'm pretty she's, sure you've already pieced it together. Yeah, no, she starts rolling her eyes. Like she like she's saying it in a way of like not actually questioning you, but like it, thinking of it in like kind of dismissingly, but also like realizing that, oh, oh shit, this is what we're stuck with. I get that you're upset with me, or I don't know, maybe you're vying for dominance or authority or something like that. You keep poking, prodding me, even though you know what I'm capable of, you know why I'm here. And that doesn't matter to me. Do it all you want. But I need you to understand that this is real. It's not a game. It's not a joke. I'm not kidding. You understand? Uh, Cassandra visibly hesitates. uh, And then looks to Mark to see what he says. Mark says, Look, 
He thought it had to be done. I wasn't there. But if I'm there, I ain't gonna let you just kill people like that without a damn good reason. Sorry to swear, but still. I don't forgive you, and I never will. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I respect that, but if you stop me, which you might, doesn't look like he believes that. Someone else like me, yeah. You're going to wake up one morning, and someone else like me is going to be there waiting for you. You can stop me if you want. It's not me you need to be afraid of. I just do what I'm told. Well, on the uh, darkest possible plus side, Thomas Manuel may not actually be dead, so there is that. I'm pretty sure he's dead. Well, something, someone took his body. And whatever that someone or something was, uh, is I'm sure still in that building. And it's probably a lot more big and bad than you are. Eric kind of inclines his head in acknowledgement. All right. Well, let's go. Let's go get some, let's go change and get some coverings. And... Let's go. And we'll say for the uh, for the purposes of this, you're easily able to find a, a store to purchase, um, you know, your your face coverings, your balaclavas, and I mean, you all have enough ratings and and I believe criminology to understand that buy them at more than one place, so as not to, <laughs> you know, yeah, arouse too much suspicion. Uh, um, we'll take three balaclavas, a half a dozen zip ties, a couple of hammers. 50 feet of rope, maybe. Do you have a shovel? Like a good shovel for... Oh, and a nice tarp, too. A nice tarp. Yeah, a couple of tarps. Some bleach. (laughs) And Um, a gun. And a gun, yeah. But yeah, you get get all of the things. So I'm guessing... So balaclavas, like restraints, duct tape, stuff like that. Yeah, just some zip ties, some... uh... And even if they're just like ski, regular ski masks that we could just use, like obviously we're, you know, if we're going, just going to like uh, uh, Dwayne Reed or something like that, they're not going to have like full on balaclavas, but like just something that we can use to like wrap ourselves and as quickly and as efficiently as, we, as possible. Right. And Ira, do you get anything to maybe help with the demolition of the boiler or the sabotage of the boiler? Yeah, whatever it is that he would think would be appropriate. I've never exploded a boiler before. Um, Nor have I. Um, sure, Vince. <laughs> I promise I have it. Can um, I get a, a couple of sticks of TNT? Is that available at the corner store? No, but I mean, you know enough about explosives that you would probably buy like some accelerant perhaps or, um, you know, s- something that you could rig to, to just at least accelerate the process or, or aid with it. I mean, with exploding the boiler, you're either trying to get the boiler to reach a critical point where it explodes, right? Right, that's essentially it. Or, I mean, the other thing you could do is you could just go for the gas leak and let it fill up the room and toss in a, you know, and yeah. have have something uh, on a timer that makes a spark. That works too. Yeah, so you could you could essentially crank crank the boiler to eleven and just get a get a gas stove going. And there's plenty yeah. of in that place. 
I mean, yeah, if you're going I, if you're going for the boiler thing, then probably the main thing you need to do is just uh, block off the. There are relief valves that keep it from blowing up. So you so got block those, right? Have you ever blown up a water boiler, Doug? What? <laughs> No, you have like a you have like some engineering in your background, right, Doug? I'm, I'm fucking no, with you. not I'm really. Fucking you. Oh, okay. I'm just fucking with you. Here's a smart fucking guy. <laughs> no engineering. He's just killed a lot of people. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think you would try and do both. Like you would go into the apartments they have access to, uh, turn on the gas stoves and close the doors, and then set the boiler to. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, that, that works. That'll do it. That'll yeah. do it. Damn. Um. Yeah, that that definitely makes sure the problem. Then you is solved. set off like a chain it's reaction explosion, right? Yeah, yeah, it really will. It will. It, it will fuck things up for sure. Okay, so the plan is then uh, for you, Ira, to sabotage the boiler, essentially cut off the relief valves, crank it to eleven, turn up all the gas stoves in the place, and let it go boom. So that's what that's what I guess uh, that's what. Uh, Mark and J- Cassie can do. We can go. We can go to p- apartments, check them, and then just turn up gas stoves. And then whoever's there, we just knock out, detain, get them out of the building, and then let Ira do his thing. Easy enough. Perfect. Um, so, are you driving right up to the building, or are you going to park a bit away and then move? Oh the yeah, no, we're getting park. out a few blocks away and then uh, walking up there. You're learning. I am a proud, proud handler. <laughs> Uh, excellent see this is good all right um okay so yeah you get to the building and uh ira i'm guessing you make a beeline for the basement uh yeah yeah he's not gonna mess around okay uh all right cassie and mark what do you do do we want to start at the bottom or the top do we want to get these people out first and then worry about the stoves i just had a terrible thought Cassie. What? We never went into the basement at night, did we? No. Well, <laughs> all right. Let's hope it's not another portal. Cassie shudders a bit, but uh, oh, I'm sure whatever it is, Ira can take care of himself. So do we start from the bottom or the top? I say we start from the top. Okay. Well, wait. No, 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 no. That's where that's where both of them are, isn't it? No. So the uh, the third floor is it's labeled as a second floor in the blueprints. It goes ground floor, first floor, second floor. The third floor is all empty apartments. The second floor is Michelle and Lewis, and then the first floor was Thomas, right. Karun, and Abigail. Okay. So I, I say we we clear the em- empties first, and then go for the two bodies. Okay. Uh, and I would have assumed that Ira and the other two would have set up a, like a time. So Ira's blowing the building at this time, um, regardless of what happens. Yeah. So there's really no way to trigger it. It's essentially just, um, you're going to have to let kind of nature take its course with it. Um, yeah. So you can, you can wait to sabotage it, but as soon as like you start cutting off valves and pipes and everything, it's going to, um, the pressure is going to start to build. Well, I, th- I think if we're, we're, if we're detaining and disabling the, uh, the tenants who are there, it'll give us enough time to just actually turn on everything and then go tell sure. Ira what to do uh, or when to turn it off or on okay. rather. Easy enough. Well, like how long would that take? The, 
So uh, like if you all aren't worried about, um, I mean, obviously you're not worried about making too much of a trace. So if you're just, cause you don't have keys for all the apartments, so you're just kicking indoors. Um, it could be pretty quick. It's just, it's really all going to ride on how long it takes to get Lewis, Michelle, and possibly Roger out of their apartments. So let's do this then Mark, because I don't want to risk us kicking indoors and then one of them, like Michelle probably wouldn't, but maybe the other two might call the police or something like that. Um, so we should probably detain people first, knock them out, get them like all in the lobby together, uh, like zip tie their wrists or something so that they're, they can't get up. And then we can go from there and start turning on ovens. So what is the plan with the, with the restrained tenants? We, right, leave- so we got them in the lobby and then are we going to bring the car by and put them in the back? I mean, well, I thought we just took a cab. From the building? I thought we just took a cab. I mean, I guess we could we could have taken a car too. It's up to you. Okay. Well, Wait. yeah. So let's let's say you took a cab because you don't want you don't want your car showing up on the scene. Yeah. At this point, Cassandra is team. Throw them out on the curb, leave them there, and that's yeah, like that. take them into a back alley, like one building down or something, and just dump them in a back alley. And then... Yeah, that's what. Right. Right. Okay. All right. So we'll we'll take them out the back. Is there a way to get out the back from no. the lobby? No. No, you essentially have to go out the front and then work your way around the uh, wait, work your way around the back. Isn't there like a park right across the street from it? Good question. Let me check. Here's the thing, though: is there if they're zip tied and unconscious, we have to worry about carrying them. So, I wonder if it's just not easy enough to the, go across the street, throw them behind cars. Uh, that you know, that way any kind of explosion that comes outward, it collides into the cars that are on the street that it's facing it or on the side of the street that's facing the, the apartment complex. And then they'd also have to get into the other side before they even touch the, the tenants. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't look like it's across the street from a park. Oh, um, okay. You guys met in a park, um, yeah. Yeah. Washington square park. No. So, so it is still a pretty built up urban area, but you would be able to get there are alleys all around that you could drag them into car, okay. parked cars. Yeah. You'd have to be quick, but yeah, I think I think you know we get them in the lobby together, um, and then uh, one of us can go down and tell Ira, "Hey, let's go." Uh, he can set it off, and then all three of us can go back into the lobby, rush in, and then pull them out, take them across the street, and then dip. I was even thinking something along the lines of he'll be like, "You have fifteen minutes, and then I'm going to start plugging this up, and then however long it takes from the plug up to." to the explosion after 15 minutes is the time we have. So I'm assuming it would probably take something like five minutes or something. I don't know how long it would take, but maybe we could just make all like, like an idiot's assumption based on the fact that we don't know, but they might. Yeah. Just give you, just give yourself a timetable to stick to. Yeah. Something tight. Yeah. So like, yeah. So like uh, you have 15 minutes before I plug this. uh, And by then both of those people should be restrained and we should be ready to go. Um, and then we have whatever time it is after that. Is that enough time or should we do more? It's a building. So, I mean, it, it might take a little bit of time for the gas to fill up. Um, maybe 15 will do, I think 15 would be fine. We don't even want the gas to build up in the building. We want it to build up in the individual apartments. So when you turn the gas on in the apartments, close the doors. Uh, cause it's the concentration of gas that we want. It doesn't need to be spread throughout the building. It's just like the boiler okay. is going to and then it's also going to blow these separate rooms that are also filled with gas. I'm glad that our series is an instructional on how to properly uh, 
demolish a building. Right. I don't even know if it's accurate, but I'm going. With it. <laughs> it sounds good, which is really I'm on board. It sounds yeah. legit. Yeah. Um. Okay. All right. So, with that, Ira, you're going to the basement. Yes. Okay. Um. And then, oh, you looked at the is oh, it's an actual address. Okay, cool. Um. And then. There, nope, it's quiet. Um, okay, and then Mark and Cassie, you're starting on the third floor and working your way down? We're starting with the tenants and then going up. Got it. Okay, who do you start with? I think we start with the most difficult one, Michelle. Okay. Uh, right, you, uh, go ahead. I would vote for uh, Lewis just because I, I think it'll be easier. So less sound if something goes wrong yeah. with Michelle, it, it, it alerts Lewis to that something's bent and wrong. Yeah. Start that's easy. A fair, that's, a fair, yeah, that's a fair point. And she wouldn't, she's not going to be the type to call the police. You're right. All right. Well, um, yeah, go up to the door and you, you want to do the honors. Uh, what floor is he on? Second floor. Uh, second floor. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, let's uh, let's just knock, and as yeah. soon as he opens, we we sack him. Are you guys I... uh, masked up? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Masked on, gloves on. Yeah. Okay. I am going to wait uh, next to the door, and as soon as I hear sounds of the of it being open, um, I, I'm just going to charge through the door. Okay. Yeah, Cassie roll. has her gun drawn. Just roll strength. Okay. Ooh, that's an 87 out of 60. I mean, oh. I'm not trying to break the door down. I'm trying to, like, as he's going to open it, like, boom. It, it, I, I what happens if we just knock on it first? Right, no, that, you knock. That's what I'm saying. No, that, that's, I, knock, I'm agreeing you, yeah. I'll as, knock. As he is, as he is opening... The, like as he undoes the locks, I'm just just like shoving the door open in his face. Got it. Okay, yeah. So I'll say easily enough. Um, what is your strength rating? Twelve. Twelve. Okay. Um, it, yeah. So as soon as you hear the locks start to disengage, you shoulder your way into it, and it it knocks him back a bit. He doesn't fall flat on his ass, but it's enough for you to kind of bust the door in and uh, get him off balance. I point the gun down at him and not a word, not a sound. And then I, I nod up to Mark for him to, to sleeper hold him. I'll slip behind him and put him in the sleeper. As soon as you start to get closer, his face changes and he snarls. Uh-huh. And a steak knife comes out of his pocket and he lunges for you, Mark. Oh, shit. Damn. So I can dodge and still try to un-combat him, right? So what you can do is you can fight back. And if you if you succeed, um, you, you could do, do damage to him. Okay. So he rolled a 36, so he succeeds. Okay, so I fight back. Um, yeah, that's my... Uh, that's like a Fight back is like a combination dodge and fight. It's unarmed. Yeah. So I will unarmed. He rolled a 36. Okay. Ah, 38. I even beat him on it. 
You did, yeah. So um, roll damage. Uh, with unarmed. Yep, which is 1d4 minus 1. Yeah. Oh, I should have rolled this. Uh, so that is 1d4 minus 1. That's 3. Bam. Nice, he yeah. At, at, he comes at me with that knife, and I, I just catch him using one of my my moves. Uh, yeah, grab the he, knife, and put it, push it to one side, and then come back with an elbow right to his head. Boom! Yeah, you you hit him, and he is dazed, and um, he keeps a firm grip on the knife, and you manage to avoid being stabbed. But uh, yeah, Cassie, you're up. Uh, yeah. So uh, he dropped a knife, right? No, he still has a grip on it. Okay, so I'm going to use my uh, my action to try and disarm him. Okay, go for it. And that's just unarmed combat? Yep, correct. Ooh, a three out of 60. Three out of 60. Yep. You managed to wrench the... Um, you managed to wrench the knife out of his hand, uh, effectively disarming him. Okay, yeah. And I, uh, I throw it across uh, the room just to get, out of, get it as far away from him as, as possible. Perfect. While I'm in here, though, I, I don't know if I could do it on my turn, but I, I do want to just do like a quick look to see if there's anything out of the ordinary... Uh, in this apartment, anything well, that he's, like not, he's not grappled, so he's going to start fighting back here. Okay, okay. Well, um, so he. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, Cassie gets to go first because I've got an eight for Dex. Yeah, so Cassie's up. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to try and since I I did so well last time, I'm going to try and actually uh, uh, grapple him, try and uh, subdue him. Go for it. Motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. 83 out of 60. He's now he's just he is like a, a caged cornered animal. He is just all limbs and kicking and punching and biting and snarling and you just can't get a good grip on him. Um but so he is going to try to take a swipe at you, Mark. Uh just try to let a punch loose. I am going to counter him again. Go for it. Yeah, and he he fails with a 67. 67, so I come back at him uh, as he takes a swing. I dodge as out of the way, and um, yeah, I'm gonna I'll go for the, the choke again. Okay. Um, oof, no, 61%. Just yeah. barely failed. 61 out of 60, yeah. Again, he's just, he's scrambling. Alright, uh, Cassie. Um, would a pistol whip be considered an unarmed attack? It, um, it would actually be considered melee. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, uh, damn, I'm better at arm- unarmed. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to try and grapple him again. Okay, go for it. Mother fucker. Oh, 84 out of 60. No dice. Um, Keep yeah. getting worse and worse. Oh, but this time he... Uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh, attempting to counter him again. Okay, yeah. So he he manages to find an opening mark, and he he just wildly lashes out and tries to hit you. Um, there is a a punch incoming. So what's your you're going to try to just fight back? Yep, I'm fighting okay. back. I, uh, right. I try to dodge the dodge the punch and just counter punch this time. All right, roll unarmed. Oh, that's a failure. Sixty five. 
Yeah. So, so he, he, you, he manages to just to cold cock you, uh, just a real quick jab right to the jaw. You take one point of damage. All right. Cassie. All right. I'm going to try pistol thing, pistol whipping him now since I can't seem to get a hold of him. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. 30 out of 30. Well done. Let me see if I can find his, uh, what damage you would do. Because they don't have, I don't think they have like a set melee. So I'm going to find like something similar. Mm-hmm. So we'll say it's like a uh, one d roll one d six. Okay. Four. Okay. Yeah. Four. He, you you crack him good across the um, across the head, and uh, let me see how much hit points he actually has left. Oh yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Cassie, you just you bring the butt of that pistol right into his temple, and you hear that sickening crack as it just collides with his skull and his bone and his his scalp splits and begins bleeding profusely but he collapses to your feet unconscious all right bind him gag him too um yeah i'm i'm gonna uh get his arms i say check out his head make sure you don't bleed out or nothing oh yeah uh yeah and cassie will get down just to make sure that uh what she did didn't like shit. I'm sorry. He's, he is not, he is not unconscious yet. I apologize. I I did the math wrong. Um, for some reason I put seven instead of four. I'm an idiot. Um, but you've, you've done seven damage total. So Cassie, you crack him across the skull with your, with your pistol and you split his scalp and he begins bleeding profusely. He, He staggers and stumbles on his feet, but he's still up. Um, so he is now going to try to lunge for Mark and try to grapple him. Uh, we'll see if that works. It does. Um, so unless you, you fight back and manage to get out of it, Mark, he's got you. He rolled a four out of 100. Did I lose Mark, you guys? You're, Doug, you're muted. Oh, yes. I'm going to uh, fight back. Okay, uh, go for it. All right. So come on. Ooh, 56. 56 out of 60. Yep. Um, it beats so his four. It beats his four. So uh, roll damage. Ah, just one. Dang. Why is it All minus right. one? Because of strength rating, yeah. it's only it's only a, a positive modifier or a uh, uh, a flat if it's uh, over a certain amount. Ooh, is he close? Oh well, so yeah, he's he's pretty close. He is not looking good. So yeah, Mark, you manage to get a get another quick jab out, and you catch him on the side of the head, and he stumbles again, drops to one knee. Um, Okay, go ahead. Cassie. Uh, yeah, with this remarkable sense of anger that's been swelling in her, she's going to go ahead and crack him again uh, over the head. Go for it. Um, or try to, at least. Right. With the pistol? Yes. Okay. Uh, so there's a 35 out of 30. 35 out of 30, yeah. You don't manage to, you're unfortunately... You you miss wildly. The adrenaline of the fight is getting to you. You've never been in a struggle quite like this. No, I have not. All right. Uh, Mark, you're up. Well, no, you used your turn, so now it's him again. Uh, oof. He, he succeeds with a 9 out of 100. What do you do, Mark? Doug, you're back on mute. Oh, I'm going to try and fight back again. And he takes Go a swing. It. Yep. I uh I, I try to catch his arm. 
and uh, I use it to uh, to do a throw. Perfect. That's a 25. 25 and a 60. Yeah. Um, roll damage. Oh, zero. All I did was just put him on the ground. Yeah, so we'll say we'll say you managed to knock him prone. Um, and Cassie, uh, your turn. Uh, would a boot to the face be an unarmed attack? Or yeah, okay. Yep. I'm going to try that. Just try Fuck and... it. I'll, I'll just say I'll just say with him on the ground. You, Twenty-seven you, to sixty. Yeah, twenty-seven to sixty. You just drive the heel of your boot right into the center of his forehead and just knock him out cold. Yeah. While this is going on, Jenny, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like elevator music playing in the background just on the bed um yeah i assume at some point she kind of snaps out of this kind of just fugue state that she's in and i'm also assuming they didn't lock her in the room <laughs> no okay um i think she kind of gets up and she heads towards the door and then she stops and she walks back to the bed and sits down and she gets back up and walks to the door. Like she can't figure out, should she stay? Should she leave? And she just kind of gets trapped in this cycle of almost leaving, not quite leaving, thinking she should stay. Uh, and at some point I think she just starts doing whatever she has the capability of doing. And that's probably just like reorganizing the hotel room, like making sure the TV is straight and like, making sure that mirror is clean and she just starts trying to keep herself busy and control her environment in any way that she can. She's having a great time. Yeah. As, as you're kind of busying yourself, just tidying the room around you, um, there's a clock radio on the uh, nightstand and all of a sudden it just, it springs to life and you hear static and then familiar music. She freezes. And um, I think she just stares at it for a second, trying to be like, wait, is this really happening? And then she's going to, if she can, she's going to run up there really quick and try to just unplug it. It continues to play. Roll sand. <laughs> she's going to lose. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, gosh. It was success at least. 37 out of 56. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, you lose one. As just this does not seem to be making any sense. Um, She's getting out of there then. She's leaving. She, okay. Yeah. She's just getting her stuff, heading out the door, getting a cab and going home. If she can. If that <laughs> happens yeah. for her. Easy, easy enough. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> You get out as, as soon as you open the door, the music stops. Don't like that. Yeah, I, uh, I think maybe she has one more kind of uncertain back and forth moment in the hall before she gets a cab because she's like, ah, oh, what if they get back and I'm gone and then something happens and someone gets hurt and she just kind of like gets in this obsessive spiral thought. But I think assuming there's a long time that passes eventually she will get in a cab assuming nothing else happens. Yeah, easy enough. You get in the cab and you start making your way back to your, your home. Sweet. She'll explain it in the morning. <laughs> assuming you I, guys live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ira, what are you doing? 
Yeah, he's making the he's getting everything set up and uh, checking his watch just to make sure the timing is right. And as soon as uh, the time that they agreed upon hits, he's going to do the thing that he was supposed to do, uh, and then he's going to leave. Okay. Uh, and he's not waiting for them outside or anything like that. By the way, he is setting the boiler to explode and leaving, like going back to the hotel. Okay, easy enough. Um, Cassie and Warren. So you talked about ahead of time. Sorry. What's that? I said which I'm assuming they talked about ahead of time, like not yeah. meeting back or whatever. We're all just going to leave as soon as we're done doing what we're doing. Yes. Um, well, no, actually, well, I, I think they said that you were going to meet back up with them and help them drag the three people. Yeah, that three was, people that to was the, the plan. Yeah. Oof. That's a bad plan. Um, okay, then that's... Oh. We have noodly arms. You've got big boy arms. That yeah, was what you like, all discussed. That was what you yeah. all discussed. Uh, I must have this missed point, that. Um, at this point, Mark's thinking I'm going down to the basement and getting Ira. <laughs> that last one was rough. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, he, he'll just kind of be doing the thing that they had prepared to do unless somebody comes and gets him there. Okay. I mean, he could leave if too. I mean, if he doesn't want to. Actually. Yeah, if he wants to, if he wants to dip, he can dip. No, he wouldn't do it without having discussed it with them ahead of time. I just think it would be a better plan for us to all have the like have our jobs, and then when we're done, the jobs bounce rather than meet back up and all get back in a group. Um, but also, like, you need help, so come and get help. He'll help you. Well, I know we'll, we'll soldier on. I just don't know what's going to happen. Because she's not going to open that door, and we're going to have to break it down. Yeah, she was already pissed before. Like, I can only imagine what's going to be waiting for us on the other side of that door after night. It's all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you guys think don't come get Ira, he'd be more than so, happy to help So here's a question, though, really quick, before we move on. Um, Lewis was snarling. Was this, like, inhuman snarling? Or was it just... Uh, like natural I live in New York and uh, this is how I react when people come to my my door at night yeah so, so so there wasn't anything distinctly unnatural or like like demonic about it it was just it was very much aggressive animalistic I am going to kill you snarling well at this point uh, Cassie We'll take out the zip ties, hand one to Mark so that he can get the feet, mm-hmm. uh, and she'll tie his she'll tie his hands behind his back, and uh, she'll pull out something, uh, maybe one of the masks or something, uh, the surgical masks or the hygiene masks, whatever the fuck they're called, one of the masks, and uh, she'll wrap it around as to gag him uh, so that he can't yell out. Okay. Uh, but as we're doing this, is there a way that I can just do a quick survey of the room to make sure I don't yeah. see do you Are you doing like a full-blown like search of the apartment or are you just looking around the immediate surface? Not a, just, a, just the immediate vicinity. Uh, like I know that th- we're on a bit of a time crunch, so. Right. Yeah, so no, nothing immediately in the... Um... Actually, let me double check. Let me I actually sure. do run, I run to the fridge though. Oh yeah, all that shit's expired. But it's still perfect in perfect condition. Yep. All right. Cool. Um, but as for Lewis, give me two seconds. Uh, I want to make sure I get this right. Um, um, we were sure that he wasn't involved. 
think they're all involved. Thank God. Oh, who we lose? Okay. Sonny. Oh, Sonny. Okay. A dirty liar. So there is a drawing table in the room, and propped up next to it is this large baroque mirror. Uh, yeah, captivated by it almost, and, and almost this, and almost in this strange way. Look, when she looks at the mirror, she's almost reflecting on what she's become in this moment. Uh, but Cassie goes over to it and uh, gently touches the frame and just looks into it, seeing what she sees. Just uh, the room, uh, the room around you, your your own reflection. Um, but you do see a sketchbook on the on the drawing table. Uh, she'll just pick it up and throw it into her bag. Uh, she's not going to look at it right now, but she'll throw it in there. Okay. All right, Mark, what are you doing? All right, um, on to the next one. Uh, okay. So. Leave his body in here. Close the door behind us, because uh, it's just across the uh, the way. Right. Um. Say, well, let's try the same thing. Are you ready for this? Are you okay? I guess I'm ever gonna be. Right. Let's go. Um. Is there a a, a mechanism for two people breaking down a door? Um, I'll say you're just able with your... What's your strength rating, Cassie? It's an A, nine. Um, it, it's essentially whoever has the higher can roll. Okay, well, I guess that would be me. It would. All right, yeah, because I think this one we're going to have to break down because she's not going to take the... the um, I mean, we could try knocking off. and seeing what, what she right, well, Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, try knocking, yes, but... I mean, she's going to open it with a chain thing. Oh, I see what you mean, yeah. Yeah, you're you right. You know? All right. Give her a knock. There is no answer. I knock again. No answer. I think that's our answer. Let's just make sure. I'll try to break the door down. All right. Strength? Yep. An eight. Yes. eight out of 60. Yep. <laughs> you, your foot connects with the door and it goes flying inward as it just, as the door frame shatters and uh, you're, you have access to the apartment. Just uh, look really quick. Sure. Look really quick to see if anybody's in here. Yeah. Michelle is coming in from the living room. I have my gun drawn and I pointed at her. She on the ground. She, she advances and is just. You see, in one hand, she has a can of mace, and in the other, a tomahawk. A tomahawk. <laughs> yeah, I love this lady. And Ooh. she's going to. So, uh, Cassie, I believe your dexterity is higher. Yeah, it's thirteen. Uh, fuck it. She already had her gun drawn. She's sick of this. Uh, she is going to go ahead and try and disable her with a shot to the leg. We'll fire, roll. Well, okay. Well, so that's a called shot. So let me see what the modifier is. Give me those seconds, poor for four. This is wild. <laughs> this music isn't helping. Yeah, it's it's designed right. to, to stress I'm, you out. Uh, let's see. Okay. Um, 
I apologize. That's all right. It's not on my GM screen. I mean, if it, it's it, you know, instead of a instead of that, um, well, that's the thing is, you know, it's page fifty. Screen. Yep, there it is. I just found it. So, thank yeah. you. Um, yeah. So it is. Uh, so flesh wound. So it's a negative forty. Actually, no, she wouldn't do this because she knows enough about forensics to know that a bullet can be traced. So instead she's going to look around and see if she, if there's like a large enough object that she could just whack her with. Uh, nothing that you can get to in time before she's on you with that tomahawk. Okay. Then I'll try and like sack her, dive into her, uh, like into her stomach and try to knock her prone. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead and roll for, um, rolling unarmed. I will call this a pin. Ooh, 27 out of 60. She is successfully pinned. You collide with her and bring her to the ground and uh, kind of get her in a bear hug, and she can't do anything okay. um, until she attempts to escape. Mark, you are up. All right, I'm going to... Is there? Uh, can I get out of, out of her uh, to uh, get out of her back and uh, try to choke her out again? Um, No, you can stomp on her head. Or you can take right. away the mace and the tomahawk. <laughs> can I? Can I disarm her? Yeah, I would yeah, say you I'm going to attempt to disarm yeah. the uh, the uh, tomahawk. So since she is pinned, um, let me double check the condition. I think that essentially you either have a, a big old modifier or um, yeah, all unarmed or melee attack weapon attacks against a pinned target are at a plus twenty bonus. Um, so yeah, go ahead and roll unarmed to disarm. All right, I'm gonna disarm her. Uh, so, can I disarm you one both? or the other? One or the other. Dang yep. on it! I think probably the mace. I think the mace is probably more debilitating than the tomahawk. Okay. Uh, because if she sprays that, the whole room just goes bad. Uh, so I go to disarm the mace. That's a success with sixteen. Yep, you managed to get it away from her. All right, so I got the base away from her. All right, Cassie, you're up. Uh, now that I have her pinned, can I take away the tomahawk, or do I have to use my turn keeping her pinned? Um, it would it would it would be either or. If you did try to disarm her, she would no longer be pinned. Uh, I'd rather disarm her, so I'm going to take away the tomahawk. Go ahead and roll. Ooh, sixty-three yeah. to sixty. Yeah. So you, you wait. Doesn't she get an advantage because she's pinned? Oh, man, I don't know how that works if you're the one pinning her. Um, yeah, because thinking. She, cause she's no longer, because, I mean, if you're if you're pinning and grappling someone and then you release them to try to get something away from them, are they technically still pinned? Or Yeah, I get that. I don't know. What do you think, Doug? I mean, I would go for it, at least, uh, like, since they're happening simultaneously. Maybe maybe that, uh, she can't no longer counts as pinned after this, but I don't okay. know. Good call. Right? Yep. Okay. Yep. I, I'll, I'll go with that. So with a 20% bonus and she is currently pinned, uh, uh, Cassie, you are able to get the tomahawk away from her, but to do so means you release your grip and she is able to kind of worm her way out. Yeah, that's fine. Man, I'm just going to stomp on her. Okay. Yep. Go for it. Cause Jesus. like she'll, yeah. Well, let me see if she can, let me see if she can get a, get a kick out at some point. Oh, that's right. Sorry. She gets to go first. Nope. That's a critical fail. Um, so Ooh. she, she is, uh, she can't, she can barely get up off the ground. She's just a, an absolute mess. 
All right, right, Doug. All right, Mark. All right, Mark. Yep. Go ahead and roll. Oh, Ooh, that's failure. 71 out of 60. Yeah, so, uh, but I'll give you a 20% bonus since she had that critical fail and she wasn't able to get up off the ground. So that's Ooh. a success. So roll roll damage. I did zero anyway. Yep, okay. Because uh, of my Cass- strength. Yeah, Cassie, you're up. Uh, having some history uh, in training and also watching Ira teach Mark, she's going to try and uh, try and put her in a, in a sleeper hold. Go for it. Ooh, 27 out of 60. I will say that you're able to get, get an arm around her neck and squeeze and she loses consciousness. Okay. Yeah, I'll just struggle for a bit since uh, she is a hardy woman. Uh, but uh, after a few moments wrapped around her back, uh, I kind of like fall back into the floor and she falls back on top of me, just a little bit exhausted and unconscious. All right, what do you do? Uh, Mark is going to uh, zip tie her up. Okay. Well, Mark's doing that. Uh, I'm going to do another just quick search around the room. So there, if you if you look at the blueprints, um, there you kind of enter into. It's a weird layout. Like the front door opens into the bathroom, like a bedroom slash bathroom. Yeah. And then the living room is to the right. Um. Oh yeah, weird. There is no north wall. Wait, what? It opens onto these impossibly long hallways. Oh no. I freeze and stand just looking down the hallway. Can I take off my mask? No. What? Let's get the heck out of here. Cassie? Don't you go down there. Do I see anything at the end of the hall? No. Hear anything? Nope. Sorry, I start to walk towards it. Marks grabs a hold of the uh, zip ties and, and follows. Okay. Um, I guess. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to try to restrain Cassie. Go roll. Uh, unarmed combat. Yep. All right. That is a 38. Cassie, what do you do? Uh, if he's trying to restrain me, uh, I'm going to fight off, fight him off. Yep, go ahead and roll competing unarmed. Ooh, no, 84 out of 60. You are restrained. I, I just grab and, and put uh, one of Cassie's arms in an arm bar. Um, and uh, my other hand's on her shoulder. And I say, uh, we're both pointing towards that yawning portal. Uh, and... Uh, I say, Cassie, this building's going to go up. We got to get out of here. You, if you feel that she doesn't even fight you, she, her body goes a little bit limp uh, when you. It's almost like as if your touch brings back some sense of sanity to her and, and grounds her, anchors her back to where she is. She shakes it off a bit and, all right, let's go. And she starts to uh, head back into Van Fitz's room. All right. Turning on the. Uh, the stove and okay. uh, you guys have been doing that in all the apartments you're passing I mean yeah. th- these were the first two we went to right that's right I'd, okay well I'd say that in, if there's any in between we'd do that as well sure yeah um, but yeah. on this floor yeah uh, we'd have to go back uh, up to the third floor to start turning those on okay yep. so, so we'll say it's been about it's probably about 
eight minutes at this point. Um, so you're running out of time. Yeah, uh, let's rush up to the third floor and start kicking down doors, turning on gases. Yep. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll say now, now that you don't have these two to worry about, you're able to get access to all the different apartments and uh, get them, get the gas going. And at, uh, at one point, though, when Mark is heading into one of the apartments, uh, Cassandra stops and stares down the hall towards the stairs that lead up to the fourth floor. And she's going to go and start to walk towards it and while he's in one of the apartments. Ah. And she steps up and opens the door. There is a brick wall. <gasps> what? She, uh, yeah. Um, taken aback by this, she first touches it to see if it's real. It's real. So knowing that it's solid and real, uh, almost as if she was in a a bit of a trance, she snaps out of it and rushes back down and starts to uh, go into one of the rooms that wasn't open and starts to turn on the oven and follows Mark. Okay. All right. So we'll we'll say you're able to get access to all the different apartments, get the gas going in all of them. Um, Ira, you sabotage the boiler. And what's, what's the plan? Uh, we grab these bodies. Right, we didn't find Roger. Yeah, so Roger did not answer his door, and you, when you break into his apartment, there is no one there. Okay, when I'm in there, I just want to do a quick search. Oh, you came in really muffled. Uh, since he's been up there and onto the back floors, I do want to do a quick search before we leave his room. Of the whole apartment? Just Yeah, just as quick, uh, quickly as possible. So, you know. All right, roll search. Uh, 31 out of 71. Yeah, so you do a quick um, a quick search. Once again, the same situation with the refrigerator, all the, the expired foodstuffs in there, but showing no signs of being spoiled or rotten. Um, he's got a word processor set up on his desk. Um, doesn't appear to be on at this time, but nothing else stands out to you. Uh, like no script or no writing or painting or anything like that? that no, okay. not that you can see, no. All right. Yeah, I'll I'll get out. We'll start to carry the two down through the lobby um, and uh, start to drag them onto the onto the curb, but like keeping them propped up in a way that uh, and like shielding them from anyone who might be passing by. So, um, handler, uh, just just looking at the map of the area, there's a parking garage or a lot like two doors down. Okay. Apparently, I mean, yeah. in today, we'll go, yeah, we'll, we'll go for it. Yeah, could, let's, could, let's, could we do that? Absolutely. All right. So I, I say, remember that parking garage? We can just stuff them in there. Uh, let's go. All right. Get off the street as quickly as we can. Dump the bodies behind some cars. You, when we're going down, I'll uh, I'll go down and and just take my boot to the door, uh, to the basement door, knocking and letting Ira know. All right, somebody roll lock. Was Ira already gone by then? Uh, no, he wouldn't have. Uh, if we discussed meeting up, he would have waited to meet up with you uh, for a little bit. Not yeah, you're in, you're within your time frame. Who, who do you want us to roll lock for? What do you want? Anybody. Somebody Somebody roll lock. I got it. Oop, oh, it's a fumble. God damn you, Doug. God damn yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> what? And you see a couple in the parking garage as you're dragging these these uh, unconscious uh, bodies with you. Uh, unlocking the door to their car, now staring directly at you. I drop the body and run. Okay. Hey, I'm calling the fucking cops! Um, I assume... What do you do? Uh, Bolton, (laughs) I'm in a tracksuit with a gun in my hand and a bag of medical instruments. I'm... (laughs) I'm getting out of here. Um, yeah. Heard it um, yeah, Ira when comes we, out of the basement and looks down the alley and sees the two of them huffing at pass. Uh, and he also beats it. Yeah, so uh, when when we hit the street, I just say to Cassie, I say, just break, split up, meet back at the hotel. She doesn't even say anything. She just breaks off away from them. All right. I, yeah, I was I'm actually going. not he's going to walk down the opposite end of the alley and just calmly walk away. Well, he's not wearing a balaclava, is he? Well, he no. made it. Yeah. He what, sir? Um, they didn't see you. I think. It's... No. Yeah, so uh, if we can get that far, once um, Mark gets around a couple of corners, he's going to take off the uh, balaclava and uh, dump it somewhere. Okay. Yeah, uh, Cassie's going to go into the alley, and she was smart enough to bring a little bit of a change of clothes, uh, so she has uh, a t-shirt underneath her her sweat uh, her sweatsuit, uh, as well as some just like um, kind of like casual jogging pants. And uh, as quickly as she can, she's going to strip all of it off and put it inside of her bag and take it with her. And we'll say you all make your getaway, and eventually reconvene back at the hotel. Jenny, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, Jenny was heading home. You get home, no issues. Um, are you just kind of going straight to bed? No. I, I think there's almost too much adrenaline still in her system for her to be able to go to bed. Um, so I think... Uh, is Luke there? He is not. Okay. Um, honestly, I think she just starts like cleaning her apartment because she just has too much energy. She cannot like shut her brain down from what's going on. She still feels guilty. She thinks she should go back. And then she's like, well, if I go back, then the music will start again. And she's just caught in this mental cycle. And so the only thing that she can do right now in her environment is clean. So that's what she's going to do. Okay. Out of curiosity, how close was the hotel to where to the McAllister building? Did we ever kind of establish where how close it was? So uh, the building the 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 building is in Kipps Bay, uh, and uh, the hotel was in Hell's Kitchen, so they're not super close. I don't believe. Let me just double check. That's right. I forgot about the obsession with Hell's yeah, Kitchen. Yeah, if you if, if you zoom out, <laughs> if you zoom out, um, I mean they're only they're only like two neighborhoods away. I know Hell's Kitchen is on the west side of the island, and yeah. Bay is on right. the east side. So yeah, we'd be fine. Okay. You gotta, oh um, yeah, you got to cross a lot of things. I guess if you the further you zoom out on on Google Maps, the fewer neighborhoods it shows you. Yeah, there's quite a, quite a few neighborhoods. Yeah, you got to go past there. the Empire State Building to get there. Ooh, fun! 
Yeah. <laughs> Let's run through Bryant Park in the 90s uh, at night. No, <laughs> no. You will do no such thing. <laughs> um, okay, so Cassie, Ira, and Mark, you all eventually, probably at separate times, but relatively close to one another, make it back to the hotel. What do you do? I'll take a shower. Confirm that that actually happened. Uh, as soon as Cassie gets into her room, she turns on the TV and turns to local news to see if there's any reports. It takes about a good 20 minutes, closer to a half hour. But after a certain point, whatever rerun is on TV is interrupted. And there are reports of a explosion in the Kips Bay neighborhood. And the on-scene reporter is standing in front of what is very clearly the McAllister building, severely damaged and burning. In this, in the way that the camera is shooting this, uh, do we see anything, or do I see anything abnormal in the feed? In, in the, is there like anything that would look out of place or odd? No. Let me see if there are any extra floors. Nothing. Well, that's that then. We should check on Jimmy. Should we? After a room. Oh, yeah. Now let's go knock on the door. Yeah, I was going to say that would probably be one of the first things I would want to do when they get back. So we'll say then that, that Ira, you, you get there. Um, and she is nowhere to be found. Uh, he'll go to his room and call her. Uh, yeah, she will pick up. And she does not say anything when she picks up. She's oh, waiting to hear. <laughs> They're both like waiting to hear. <laughs> you go first. 15 minutes goes by. Uh, Jenny? Um, there it goes, Jenny. Did it work? Yeah. Don't go in the room you left me in. Okay. I heard the music. Don't tell anyone else that. Ever. I don't think it's over, Ira. Pretend that it is. I think she hangs up. I'll kind of look at the phone for a bit, contemplate calling her back, uh, and then hang it up. I'll go sit on his bed. What do you all do with the rest of your evenings? Uh, once it's been confirmed that the building's on fire, uh, Cassandra is first going to take a shower to wipe, wipe, wash down the sweat and uh, just the entire day just spends probably about a half hour just underneath the the shower just letting trying to let the warm water relax her and uh even though it, do, it does no good okay so there's a knock on cassandra's uh door probably probably while she's in the shower or um and it's um uh, it's mark she hears the knock and turns to face like to the outside of the bathroom, but uh, 
you would probably have to wait like a few more minutes before you hear the sound of someone coming to the door. And probably about like five, seven minutes later, uh, she opens the door with the bathrobe on, wet hair. Um, Mark comes in and uh, obviously excited and uh, wanting to talk about what just happened. Man, can you? Oh, wow, you you just you knocked that girl out. That was oh, and then uh, did you see what? Oh yeah, I ain't gonna lie. That's the that's the most action I've ever seen. I mean, that's that's what I signed up for. I mean, FBI, right? Mark, what? I'll see you in the morning. Oh. Oh. All right. You okay? I'll see you in the morning. Oh. Back on. I was not going to talk about it. All right. I'll just go to bed then. If I can. <laughs> I got too much adrenaline going now. Pray. Pray for yourself. And and you see that she almost wants to say for all of us, but she stifles it a bit and just try to try to calm yourself. Try to come back down to earth, okay? Pray uh, every day. Gallon. Got anything you want? Uh, out of character, just like prayer or like this? Yeah, yeah. You want me? Anything you want? <laughs> anything you want me to pray for you? And you know, the more people, the better. That's what they always say. Um, let's pray that it's over. Pray that it stops following us. That it doesn't Amen. follow us. Amen to that. All right, I'll pray for you. She'll, uh, she'll wait, but as he starts to close the door, she'll uh, she'll speak up. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, I mean, heck, thank you. Uh, oh wait, you're talking about? Can't believe you almost went back there. I ain't gonna say nothing to Ira. I know how that would make him feel. I, I would appreciate. Alright. And uh, when he does leave, she'll stay in that spot, dripping wet onto the carpet of the hotel room floor, just curl, like bringing the, uh, wrapping herself in the, the bathrobe, uh, and just still feeling the tension of, of the past few days, still nodding her up. Do you look at the sketchbook? I would say eventually, yeah, uh, later, uh, before she goes to bed, she uh, unload it with a sketchbook by the evidence table and she'll go through it there. I was going to say not to like have just this endless stream of people coming and knocking on Cassandra's door to bother him, uh, to bother her, but uh, Ira is going to knock on her door at some point. I'd say like before she even opens the book, like just as if she's about to open the book, uh, she'll hear the knock and uh, she'll stop and then go to the door. He's leaning against the frame when you open it. Yes. Want to go get a shot at tequila? I. She looks down at the bathrobe that she's still wearing. 
I think I'm going to stay in tonight. Suit yourself. I hate drinking alone. Good night. Don't go too hard. Uh, he won't respond to that. Uh, he'll just kind of lean himself away from the frame of the door and uh, walk away. Keep yourself out of trouble, okay? If you don't want me to do stupid stuff, don't. Follow my example, okay? I'll be all right. She'll watch him go down and leave uh, that aside. She'll shut the door and go back to the sketchbook. Uh, and he is going to knock on Mark's door, too. After you do the Cassandra sketch. No, no, we'll do, we'll do Ira and Mark first. Okay. So, um, yeah, Mark is, Mark is just in his uh, room kind of sitting around. Um, yeah, he's not praying yet cause he's not going to bed, but probably has a TV on, uh, opens up the door. The TV's playing in the background. Ah, huh. What are you, uh, I thought you'd be gone already. You want to get a shot of tequila? Mm. <laughs> you know what? This is the first time in my life I ever felt like I did want a shot of tequila, but no. <laughs> what would I tell Sharon? I'll come and sit with you, though. Sit yourself. All right. Where are we going? Where are we going? Alright. And we'll see you two find a bar nearby. No problem. But as that's going on, Cassie, you open up the sketchbook. And it is a nightmare mishmash of horrible imagery. There are drowned babies with bloated, waterlogged bodies, clawed hands plunging into basins, tangled umbilical cords wrapped around necks. It's hundreds of pages, each one more disgusting and gruesome and horrid than the last. I need you to roll sand. Sure, I don't see myself in that those pages, do I? No. Check. Ninety-eight out of fifty-two. Roll 1d4. You lose one sanity. Yeah, as revolting and as depraved as every page is, she just can't help but to continue to flip through it and just see this horrible, morbid curiosity that she has looking at over, over every detail to see if she breaks. You're coming in like super, like muffled slash underwater sound. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, so she just continues to flip through the pages, even though she knows she shouldn't. Uh, morbid curiosity, just looking at all the details just to see if she recognizes anything. Uh, does she recognize anything in it? No. Okay. Yeah, she'll just go through it, uh, knowing that she shouldn't, uh, but unable to stop herself. All right. Jenny, I guess you just clean until you pass out. Yeah, pretty much. Eventually, she's just too tired. She probably doesn't even make it to bed. She just sleeps on the couch. Okay. And eventually, you hear um, Luke come home 
but it sounds like he just makes a beeline for the bedroom. Nice. <laughs> okay. Yeah. She, I don't think she has enough energy to, or mental capacity right now to. Well, so would you wait? So let's, yeah. I mean, would you wake up if you heard him come home or would you be so out of it that you would just be passed out? I think she would wake up and like, she's aware that he's home, but she stays where she's at. Um, what time is it when he gets home? Probably about 2 a.m. Yeah, on any other night, she would have some concerns about that. But I think she just doesn't have any room in her head to worry about anything else right now. Uh, so she stays where she is at and probably eventually passes back out over after worrying about it for as much as she can, which is not very long. He will come over and, um, you know, very quietly say, Hey, do you, are you okay? Do you want to come to bed? Uh, she'll kind of sit up when he comes over to her. Yeah. Sorry. It was just a really long day. I guess I just fell asleep here. Uh, she'll get up and head to bed then. Okay. Sorry I was out so late. The guys from work just, they wanted to go out and it just turned into a whole thing. I'm sorry. That's okay. We've had some late nights too. Let's just go to bed. Okay. You're okay though? Yeah, I'm just tired. Place looks great. Did you clean when you get home? Uh, I mean, just a little bit. Whatever you did. But let's just let's get some sleep, okay? Yeah, okay. Ira and Mark, what are you doing? Um, Ira's drinking uh, steadily, uh, and Mark will probably notice that uh, he seems different than he has um, so far. Um, but like even in the hallway in those interactions he had with Cassie and with Mark, Cassie probably would have noticed this too. Um, he seemed a little looser. Uh, like he's been kind of like really tightly wound uh, and stoic and um, dead face the whole time. Uh, but he's got a little bit more expression to him. Uh, he's still like a pretty quiet or not quiet, but like pretty flat dude. But um, you know, while he's talking to Mark, he tells a joke. Uh, and he like, you know, is drinking beer and engaging in conversation and his whole body seems a little bit looser and a little bit less uh, tensed up. I think Mark's just trying to work through the uh, frenetic energy that uh, all the action tonight has given him. Um, trying not to say things in a public face that in a public space that will, um, you know, uh, be things that he shouldn't be saying, but sort of hinting at it. Um, wow. I mean, those, those guys were, were ready for us. I mean, it was, it was second there. I thought maybe we should call, call you, but Hey, me and Cassie, we handled it. (laughs) What did they do? Exactly. He's a little, he gets a little tense again. I mean, they were well uh, Lewis was he was, he got plum mad dog mean you know what I mean uh, he 
was snarling and stuff, pulled out a steak knife and, well, Michelle, she was loaded for bear. She came out at us with a tomahawk. Can you believe it? A tomahawk? <laughs> I know. No shit. Yeah. I think both of them were touched. Best to put it out of your mind. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, daggone. Now I see why you like it so much. Like what? Like tussling with people, you know? I mean, it's exciting. Mark, I... I don't like hurting people. Well, uh, I'm just good at it. I'm good at it. Yeah, you are. I've never been very good at it. But I'll tell you what, (laughs) next week I'm putting in my application. I'm going to... I'm going to find myself place a little, someplace a little bit more exciting than Buffalo, you know. Not being good at that is... It's a fine way to be. Useful when you need it, though. In our line of work. Yeah. Mark, if you ever do need it, uh, an IR is going to reach into his back pocket and pull out his wallet, uh, take a little card out of it, put it on the table, slide it across. Is this Ira's card? It has a phone number on it. Alright. Mark will pick it up. Do not tell anyone you have that. And don't use it unless you need it. That's on her. He holds up three fingers. But if you encounter something like this again, call me. Anyway, did I tell you about, I mean, the tomahawk? You gotta be kidding me. And Mark's just gonna keep going on. Yeah, I re-engages him in conversation. Um, smiles at one point, even. All right. So we'll say you spend the rest of the evening kind of just hanging out. And I'm guessing everybody at some point goes to sleep. Yep. Yep. Cassandra's going to try to, but uh, given the action and the horrible things that she's seen today, I don't know if she's going to be able to. Make a sandy roll. Uh, 18 out of 51. 18 out of 51, yeah. We'll say you're able actually to doze off for a bit. At least maybe not a full solid night's sleep, but enough to wake feeling somewhat rested. What do you all do the next day? I think um, in the morning, uh, Mark comes to uh, Cassandra's door. He's got his his suitcase with him. Um, He knocks on the door. Yeah, she opens, and when she does, he notices that she's put together uh, the room looks tidy. Uh, all the evidence that was on the table has been cleaned up. Um, and she has her bag as well. I'm heading out, Cassie. I just, um, I just didn't want to leave without saying goodbye. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'm going to be heading out shortly as well. Um, get home safe. 
Alright. Hey, I just wanted you to know I I did pray for you last night before I went to sleep. Hope it did something. Couldn't hurt. Look, how long have you been with the Bureau? Hmm. Let's see, I graduated. I mean, the account the academy? Yeah, sure. Alright. Uh, I mean like year and a half now it's gonna be rough especially depending on what you do if you're and I don't know what your what what your role there is gonna be but hang on to this your your faith your optimism all of that oh you bet I mean come on <clears throat> got the best girl in the world I got I got a job I believe in. I mean, I just, I gotta find someplace a little bit more exciting than I am right now, but I'm sure that'll come. Good things come to those who wait, right? Don't need to find anything more exciting than this. as exciting as you need to ever be. Just do what you need to do. Be as good of, a, of an agent as you can be. Live out your days with your girl and just. Don't make it complicated. Simple life for me. Hey, Cassie. You know how you, uh... You said you were looking for some answers? Yeah. Mark reaches into his pocket. And pulls out a small book. He says, You should check this out. All the answers are in this book. And he hands it to you, and it is a uh, uh, pocket copy of the Bible. She uh, looks down at it. Um, I'm not sure what she thought she was going to receive, but uh, she takes it and politely nods at him. Thank you. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take care of it. Start in the back. It's the best part. That's all I'm going to say. Front part's a little bit confusing. Best back's the best part of all. Get home safe. Alright. Um Yeah, and Mark will leave. Alright. And Cassandra. yet again, a train to Cassandra's door. Sorry to interrupt. Oh no, uh, I was gonna say she's uh she was gonna shut the door. Uh, Cassandra shuts the door, looking at the Bible in her hand, and uh there's a moment where she actually considers taking it. She is about to unzip one of the pockets in her, her bag. And she looks at it again and realizing that the zipper that she opened up has some of the evidence in it. She zips it back up and puts the Bible into one of the uh, dresser drawers and starts to head out. Kara's going to knock on her. Yeah. I'd say you, as you're knocking, she opens up the door as if to make her way out and she sees you. She's a bit surprised. Uh, I know you're leaving, but mind if we have a quick word? Yeah, sure. She just walks back and heads into the room. Uh, he'll come in. Uh, kind of go and stand by where he normally stands when we were having our meetings. Listen, um, I know we didn't always see eye to eye 
in this, and that you're probably upset with me for some of the things that happened. I don't blame you for any of that. You're not the cause of any of it, anyway. Like you said, you were here to do a job, and you did it as best as you could, and, you know, maybe if you hadn't been here, things could have been a lot worse, so. Okay. I've said it before, so I promise this will be the last time. Um, try your best to let this stuff go, Cassandra. And if you can't, he's going to reach into his back pocket, pull out his wallet, reach into the wallet, pull out a card, hold it out to her. Don't go alone. She wordlessly, she wordlessly takes it put it between her thumb and her pointer and just looks at it as he's talking. Don't tell anyone you have that and only use it if you need it. But if you run into something like that, kind of vaguely move his head in the general direction of the building. Call me. I'll come. What was that, Jackie? I don't think I heard it. Uh, thank you. Take care of yourself. She doesn't say anything. She's just continuing to look down at the card and uh, sitting on the bed. Uh, he will walk to the door, open it, and leave. And yeah, after a few, probably about like 10 more minutes, she'll uh, get her bearings together and she'll head out, check out, and head to the airport. All right. Anything else for you, Ira? Yeah, he's going to Jenny's apartment now. Does he know where she lived? Uh, if he didn't, he would find out from the... He would call the handler uh, and ask for the address. Oh, the handler wouldn't have it, and he wouldn't give it out. Hmm. I know I gave you guys my phone number. I don't think I told you where I lived. I don't believe you did. Yeah. Interesting. Not even if I gave the handler a really good reason. <laughs> Absolutely not. Please. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Ira will give Jenny a quick call. Oh, so I think Jenny might be busy. It uh, is a Sunday. It is a Sunday. So in the morning when she gets up, she kind of just starts to go about her like daily routine she kind of waits uh for luke to go out and i don't know golf or whatever it is he does on sundays uh <laughs> but just kind of leave her to her own devices um and she's gonna take a moment and now that she's in a kind of a calmer state of mind she's going to go to her bedroom closet and she's gonna dig out this like box that's been pushed way back in the corner uh, hasn't been looked at or touched for years and she's going to pull it out and inside is like some old childhood like drawings like journals things like that she's going to take that out to the living room and one by one just kind of look at these pieces um she's going to look at all of the drawings that she made when she was like seven or eight uh of the hollow and the endless halls. She's just gonna kind of put them aside. She's going to spend some time flipping through a journal that she hasn't read since 
the late uh, 70s. And then one by one, she's going to burn every last piece of what remains of her childhood behind. Um, and that's probably when Ira calls, so I don't think she will answer because she's a little busy. Okay. I'm guessing you have an answering machine at least? Probably, yeah. Would you leave a message, Ira? Um, yeah, I think uh, he would say, I'm going to be in town for the next couple of days. Or he'd probably say something like, it's me, I'm going to be in town for the next couple of days, call me on this number and give her like a burner number or whatever. Okay. Yeah, when she's done, she'll write the number down and delete the message. I will say, I don't know how far ahead we're like skipping, but at some point she probably would, like maybe after a day or two, she would call him to meet up. But I don't know how far ahead we want to skip or anything like that. Yeah, we can do that. So uh, Mark and and, uh, Cassie make their way back home. Ira, you're sticking around in the city for a couple days? Yeah, he'll stick around until Jenny contacts him. Okay. So yeah, we'll, we'll skip ahead to when Jenny, you end up giving him a ring back. Yeah, she will dial the number. Hello? Hey, are you still in town? Yes. Can you meet me? Sure. Yeah. Where? I don't really know New York. You pick a place. Okay. Uh, I'll just give him an address of like a little cafe or something near me. Easy enough. Yeah, and then she'll go there and wait. Yeah, Ira will meet her there. So you like New York that much? You just don't want to leave? Um, no. Don't actually <laughs> like it. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. You good? I'm changed, I think, but dealing with it and moving on. You're going to leave it behind? As best as I can. Uh, He'll actually give you a little smile. Smart. Trying to leave stuff like this behind for a very long time, and it seems to always find me again, but... Hopefully it sticks this time. Don't ever say that to anyone else. <laughs> why, why do you always say that? Because I'm not going to tell anyone. But other people talk. Yeah, well. That's all it is, is talk, right? None of it's real. It's a good attitude to take. Listen, if if this he kind of waves his hand finds you again uh, and he'll reach into his wallet pull out a card look at it for a sec put the card back in his wallet uh, and pull out a napkin um, Do you have a pen? Uh, yeah, I do. She'll dig one out of her purse and hand it to him. Uh, he writes his phone number on the napkin uh, and slides it across the table to her. 
Just give me a call, okay? I can help you. Okay. I mean, she takes it and folds it up. Here's hoping I never have to, but thank you. I will. It looks like he kind of wants to say something else, but... Uh, just sort of nods his head. Do you want to have some coffee before you go, or are you just going to stand there? Uh, he blushes a little. <laughs> uh, and then smiles. Yeah, I'll have a cup of coffee. All right. They sit down, <laughs> and they have a nice cup of coffee. Yeah. Ira chats to her about some stuff. Or actually, probably mostly listens while she chats, I think. <laughs> probably, yeah. I think yeah. she... Yeah. I think she just starts to just kind of talk about random New York things and her her job, you know, not involving any weird, creepy stuff. Just, like, random, you know. Like, kind of like small talk, but also a little bit more interesting than small talk. <laughs> just trying to have it be, like, two regular friends who aren't involved in anything weird, illegal, and or creepy, just having a cup of coffee, going about their day. Yeah, and Ira's much more responsive than he has been to you in the past. Again, you would notice as well, he's, like, a lot looser uh, than he was once you guys stopped talking about the other stuff. Perfect. I suppose eventually you both go your separate ways. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a good place to conclude this session and this chapter of Impossible Landscapes. I'm sorry. Uh, I, know been, I know I've been hogging a little, but I do have one tiny, one tiny little, tiny, tiny little, teeny little thing. Fuck. And scene. Here we go. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, so Ira's going to call the handler. Okay. Um, well, you page him, and it takes a while, yeah. but but he will eventually call you back. What's up? Everything's done. I saw. Okay. The team was shook a little by it. From the sounds of it, it's a little understandable. I don't think anybody's ever come away with, from something like these with, without being shaken. Yeah. Mark seems solid enough, but it's a curious guy. Cassandra, you should keep an eye on. Jenny will be fine. She's left it. But uh, I gave Mark and Cassandra a number. I think they trust me think they'll use it if they run into something like that again. Archer solid enough to be brought on board? She's solid. But I don't know if you want to bring her on board. May not be much of a choice. Yeah, that's fair. She's solid. Don't worry about her. She have enough guilty knowledge at this point? Uh, he's going to be quiet for for a little bit. Yeah. Well, that decision's made for us, I guess. Yeah. Go home. Get some rest. We'll be in touch. Okay. Ira hangs up the phone. And that is a good place to conclude 
this scenario and this chapter of Impossible Landscapes. Thank you for listening to Delta Green, Impossible Landscapes, part of the Black Project Gaming Podcast. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, and be sure to visit blackprojectgaming.com for previous Delta Green episodes. You can also listen to our ongoing Waterdeep Dragon Heist and Barovia, California campaigns. If you'd like updates on all future releases, please follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Until next time, I'm Vince, your host and handler, with Brett as FBI hostage rescue team operator Ira Brewer, also known as Agent Morgan, Cammie as Dr. Jenny Archer, anthropologist and Delta Green friendly, Doug as FBI special agent Mark Hansom, also known as Agent Meshock, and Jack as FBI special agent Cassandra Reese, also known as Agent Madison. Thank you again, and remember, we'll be seeing you.